welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we discuss the merits of ChapStick and how it will change your life. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. Is that why you have the ChapStick out? No, I have the <laughs> ChapStick out because I got chapped lips. <laughs> I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick... On the podcast... (laughs) Is John's pick... 2011's Warrior. Now, I know what you're thinking. What the hell is this about? Is this about some kind of fighting tribe? No. This is a movie about mixed martial arts. Starring uh, some guys you may have heard of. Tom Hardy. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Tom. Mm -hmm. From? Carly? This means war. There you go. (laughs) Um, Also, he was in this little ditty called Batman, where he played Bane. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. John's Bane impression. There you go. Also starring... Joel Edgerton, who you may recognize, or you may not recognize him in it, but he was in the movie Bright. He was the... Um, oh, was he the troll or whatever? No, he, the, well, orc. 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 Yeah. He was the orc. He was uh, Tom Buchanan in The Great Gatsby. He's been in a bunch of things. I don't like him at all. Which character was that? Brandon. The oh, okay. The, the I don't older know if brother. I had ever seen him in anything. Mm. I have, and I dislike him in everything I've ever seen him in. Mm. We have spoiler <laughs> alert. <Yeah. laughs> he may be my new Shannon Sossaman. <laughs> yes, but no, he... he's a better actress actor than her. He'd be a better <laughs> actress than her. Let me just say. You know, it'd be good in this. The poots. <laughs> yeah. Also starring Nick Nolte, uh, who you may know from Prince of Tides, uh, Forty Eight Hours, things of like that. Hulk. <laughs> he was in Hulk, yeah. Jennifer Morrison, um, who you may recognize from House. Or Once Upon a Time. I was going to say House, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Well, she's the lead character yeah, in Once, Once Upon, Upon a time. time. I don't watch that show. Tony was like, is that that chick from that show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm going to round out the cast-giving portion with Frank Grillo, who you may recognize as Crossbones. Or he had a great TV show where he played a MMA coach. It was called Kingdom, but it is not the same character that he's playing here, believe me. Uh, but that show, Kingdom, is seriously fantastic. It's really, you know, when you hear it's like, it's got Frank Grillo and um, Nick Jonas, you're like, yeah, I don't want to see that. But you should. Cause That's the one you were raving about, Nick Jonas. Oh, my God. <laughs> but first you know, of what's all, funny is, Nick Jonas is a revelation. But, but Well, just you have a general, right to be hellish. I still get jealous. But in general, that show is so good. It's not what you would expect. The only reason I, like, I didn't watch the first season. I was like, I don't want to see that shit. But Dana White said it's the best thing I've seen about MMA. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I think it's just a really good drama. Like, even if you don't know shit about MMA, you care. You, yeah, like, two episodes really in and you're like, it. oh my God, I care about all these There's people. not that much fighting in it. Yeah, it's really not. But it's good. All right, this was directed and written by Gavin O'Connor. Um, Gavin, you may may have not seen a bunch of his stuff. He also was a producer on The Accountant. I like that movie. Lots of people didn't. Mm-hmm. But, but he's got a little ditty coming out that I'm sure you're all going to want to see, Suicide Squad 2. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, he was also director for The Accountant, uh, Jane Got a Gun, a yeah, bunch of other stuff that you don't really know. You should do The Accountant on the podcast. That was a good movie that you people know, did not I like. I'm going to put that on the list. You definitely mm-hmm. should. Yes. So, this is the story of the youngest son of an alcoholic former boxer returns home when he's trained by his father for a competition in a mixed martial arts tournament. A path that puts the fighter on a collision course with his estranged older brother. And hilarity ensues. I was adding hilarity ensues. There was yeah. not a lot of I was going to say, ah. <laughs> So, based on that, ooh, wait a minute, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go to reviews before I forget to do them like I constantly do. Now, I'm not going to tell you which is, the, which is which, okay? So you got to guess. Was one of them by Ebert or Roper? No. One of them Bummer. was by a guy named Martin. And the other one is Bruce. Okay. So, Warrior is basically an action flick for chicks. You won't believe the amount of melodrama. And fuck you very much, Martin. I mean, thank you very much, Martin. You know, I get the... English is a second language. This movie is so skillfully made, and the performances are so convincingly real, that as it reaches its finish, it achieves a surprisingly compassion and honesty. Thank you, Bruce. That was a good one. Yes, I didn't know. That. <laughs> I didn't know sharks could write reviews. Mm. Well, um, Jaws. So, this movie, don't give me shit on this, has an eighty-three percent thermometer. But when you think about the amount of people that actually saw it, that's probably out of like three people. Oh. An audience score of ninety-two. <laughs> now, I know, I know, it got a lot of good reviews, but and here's the problem. Um, not that people saw this movie. This movie came out in 2011 with a budget of $25 million and worldwide made 24. Oof. And, <laughs> so, uh, Nick, Nick Nolte got nom- nominated for Academy Award. Nick Nolte got nominated for a bunch of awards for this. There was about, tw- there's 20 nominations and I think 18 of them were Nick Nolte. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Nick Nolte <laughs> cleaned it up. This was a really... Like, I, he was wonderful in this, but... Really? I mean, I don't know what he was. Can you tell her really? Because she doesn't believe Uh, me. I just feel like there are other actors in this movie that were doing a really good job, and they were not named Nick Nolte. Did a good job for Tom Hardy. I understood what he said, which is fifty-fifty with him. Which could go fifty-fifty with Tom Hardy as well. That's what I said. said. Oh, I thought you meant Nick Nolte. Oh no, that was the other thing. Nick Nolte. Very gravelly. I don't never understand. Like, I listened to him in an interview the other day. I didn't know what the hell he was saying because he, he sounds like he's bonked out. He sounds like he's chewing gravel. Yeah, but in this, it was really clear. And hey, Ab, stop the boat, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I understood every word. <laughs> All right, so what did you think going in, Tony? Mm. Uh, I was like, I don't know what this is, but then when I thought about it, I was like, I do remember hearing about this movie. And I was just like, eh, I'm not, you know, super crazy about this stuff, but, you know. You being you, I was like, if you John likes you. it, then maybe something good here. I do love a good sports drama. Carly, how about you? I thought, ever heard of it? Don't know anything about fighting. <laughs> John helpfully told her Tom Hardy was in it. I she do says, like Tom Hardy. I like yes. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Does he take his shirt off? He sure does. He sure does. <laughs> he looks like a ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> he has got huge lats. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that guy can do pull-ups for days. I, bet. So I was like, like, "Who's is he behind a him?" Oh, that's him. 
Holy shit. Still him. Is that CGI? No, those are called... Does he have a turtle shell? Those are called traps. Yeah. Uh, Elaine, what did you think? All right, I've seen this movie previously. As in you were in the room when I watched it? I've actually (laughs) seen this movie previously. As in, I watched most of it the last time he watched it. And I think I've actually seen it one other time before. I think he's... I've been in the room while he's watched it more than once. I watched it quite a bit. Um, It's pretty... I remember it having enjoyable parts, as I actually can remember the movie, so I wasn't able to ignore it, which is generally a good sign for the movie. It's like when you watched Heat. I ended up putting my book down and watching it. So I was looking forward to watching it again. Heat. I I really wish I could do Heat. Or anybody can do Heat. Good for your birthday. Yeah. You know who can read a book during Heat? This girl. (laughs) You know the problem with Heat is that even... It's It's not good. Yeah, but we tend to have really long podcasts if some people are doing them. Oh. oh, she wouldn't do Shots it. Shots fired. <laughs> bang, bang. No. Um, like in heat? No, actually, when I do podcasts, they usually end up being pretty long, too. Yeah. And it would so be this mine, movie so. is fucking long. This movie's long, so we're going to try to... Um, we may leave some steps out, some things here and there. Don't jump on and give me a five-minute speech about how I missed it. Because mm-hmm. I'm doing it on purpose. Unless what if it's, it's important? important. <laughs> wow. In stereo. Well, it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and you guys like to jump in, so just saying. I didn't write down any notes. Oh, okay, mm. great. I didn't either. Just my final thoughts and stuff. All right. Did I forget anything? I get it all in? You did all of it. All right. See, I don't, I don't do notes. And so it begins. And so it begins. The movie opens. Warrior, the Lionsgate logo with the, with the little gears and stuff. Kind of mm-hmm. cool. I liked it, so I mentioned I wrote it down. We get an <laughs> overall shot of Pittsburgh and the somber music hits. Patty is leaving a church. It looks like it's a meeting. I guess it was an AA meeting. Yeah, it is. We, we figure that out later. Mm-hmm. Gets into his car and puts a book on tape. What now, kids, a tape deck. <laughs> Before you could just push buttons on your phones and music came out, you had to put these little plastic things in a machine. He has it. a beautiful automobile. It that does. reminds yeah. me. A couple times during this movie, Tony and I were curious, when does this take place? Current. It's yeah, current. Yeah, it's really weird that it's current. Okay. Because people have flip phones and are using landlines. Yeah. And we were like, this seems like... When well, was it, it in was the 2011. Late 90s? Was it? <laughs> so there were still plenty... Current, I guess. There was, it's 2011, you know, so there were still plenty of people really using when it flip is, phones. You, you might be able to say this like 2005, 2006, which would make the movie make a little bit more sense that like, but no one again, knows what MMA is or any of these people. Well, yeah. And it could like, have been made and then shelved for a couple years yeah. or something. Could but, have been made in two. So there's a good chance. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that it's 2005. I will, and the movie makes a lot more sense then. Well, even if it's 2011, like, it took a long time before the iPhone, the Android, those smartphones really took off. There was still plenty of people that had flip phones and the flip older phones. Nokias and stuff like that. Right. Especially since you could get cheaper mm-hmm. phone plans. So Maybe. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and not worry about that. We're going to cut to... Um, so evidently this place was pretty far away from his house because when he got in the car it was daytime and we're arriving home <laughs> and Tommy's sitting on his porch and he's popping pills and he's drinking booze. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's not in a good way. <laughs> Patty, who's Nick Nolte, gets out of the car. It's dark and he sees Tommy. He's overjoyed that he sees his son has finally come home. They have some small talk and Tommy wants to have a drink with his old man. Tommy seems intoxicated. Mm-hmm. I think he is. <laughs> But his father doesn't really want it. I'm so he sure goes so far as to grab a bottle of booze out of his thing and say, I got you something. And he goes, that's not for me. And he's like, what, a wrong brand? Because he just can't understand that his father's on the wagon. Yeah. Well, he hasn't seen his father since he was probably like he said 15. 14 years. Yeah. Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think later Brandon says 13, so that might just be a continuity he was error. Well, yeah. he, was, he had to have been like 14 years old when his mother left with him. Mm-hmm. 
So well, all right. So because Brendan was like sixteen at the time, so get it, and he's the younger brother, so he's got to be like fourteen. So Patty says, "Let's go inside," and we cut to the title card. Warrior. Or warrior for you, all warrior fans. <laughs> Inside, Tom makes a comment about his place not having a woman's touch, and uh, Patty's like, "Yeah, not a lot of women." He goes, and then Tommy, you know, he starts with the with the the digs. He's like, "Yeah, hard to find a woman to take a punch these days." Oof. Ouch! That that's that's rough. Like, yeah, and you can but see it Patty immediately sets up. Yeah. We know mm-hmm. this is not a good relationship. <laughs> and, pa- and Patty just, you can see, on he sells it on his face. This is why he got all the awards. Like, he or instantly regrets his past. As soon as it's brought up, you can mm-hmm. see that he regrets it. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty makes some coffee. Tommy doesn't want any of that. He's like, what a, come on here. Patty says he's coming up on a thousand days. Tommy walks around looking at pictures. He finds a picture of his brother's family, which is interesting because we learn to find out that he doesn't have communication. But he's got a current picture of his other son. Yeah. Not so current because it's just a wife and one child in that picture. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's the guy's got two kids. Right. So it's but not still. that current. Yeah, but still. Um, Tommy doesn't really want to hear about it. He, you know, puts it down. Picks up a picture of his mother. And um, all of a sudden, he brings up God because, you know, now he realizes his dad found God. He saw the Bible. And becomes, get, get angry, well, I guess, uh... God was down at the mill curing all the drunks instead of my mom. Which, yeah, he's carrying around some anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He makes a comment about his mom being on her knees throwing up calling for God, but he was down at the mill with all the drunks. He was mm-hmm. rubbing holy water on her. Mm-hmm. So they get into an immediate heated discussion where Tommy attacks Patty. And Patty, knowing that he deserves it, just kind of sits in his chair and just, you know, takes a little bit of a, a verbal beating. Yeah. Like I said, you know, he came in and he could feel it. And you can see it on his face that he knows it. All right, he kind of deserves this. Mm-hmm. And he has to hear about his wife dying and, and his son had to go, all the stuff that his son had to go through. Tommy continues to verbally abuse him, more or less, you know, saying this is what was going on, and passes out like mid sentence. Mm-hmm. And he's still holding his booze. And, and Patty begins to have a little, he gets the, the vapors, if you will. He's a little misty. <laughs> he's a little misty. There's a lot of cuts in this movie. Like, we don't get four-minute bus. We're like, sometimes yeah. it's 30 seconds, sometimes it's like a second and a half. There are some scenes I was like, all right, I'm not even going to talk about that because I wasn't here long enough. All right, so we cut to a birthday party, and we we meet Brendan, who's being uh, face-painted by his daughters. And mm-hmm. Tess, his wife, comes up with a video camera. What's going on here? What's Daddy? Evidently, Daddy is a princess. Mm-hmm. Daddies can be princesses, too. Well, sometimes a fella just wants to feel pretty. So they decide it's time to open up presents. Yay, it's time for presents. That's always the best part of a, a birthday is the presents. And Tess is instantly mad, so she's just going to be that stereotypical angry wife who gets mad at everything the husband does. I don't think she is, though. Because the first thing that, that she does is get mad at him I for going, that's kind of big. It's like, well, you know, it's her birthday. It's like, well, that's why you get a budget. You make And you don't budge. I don't like the fact that you think this makes her a terrible person. I didn't say it made her a terrible person. I said she gets mad at everything he does. You said that she's going to be the stereotypical wife that gets mad at everything he does, which is not what she is. Uh-huh. She's someone who thought, who's like, but we discussed this and we made a decision and then you ignored me. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Especially with the financial issues that they have. Which I don't think she's privy to all of the financial things either because I don't think he's telling her everything because he's kind of a dirtbag. Okay. Elaine doesn't like Brendan. That's her. It's going to be reoccurring. Sorry. Sorry. She's just going to jump on my shit every time. Early spoiler. All right. Well, at least she had on pants. For now. 
<laughs> like I noticed, I'm gonna bring it. I'll bring it up in a little bit. Here. So now Brandon is working out in the garage because that's what you do. You know, you get buff. And Tess comes in and she's wearing a rather short dress, and he's like, "Hey, when's the rest of that dress?" <laughs> I guess she's some kind of waitress. I assumed waitress, bartender. Yeah, assumed something stripper, like that. Prostitute. Probably not that loud. She's not a... I don't think she's a stripper no, because later when he fights at the fight outside the strip club, she would have... If she actually worked as a stripper, she would have found out about yeah. it then. Mm-hmm. So she she's probably just anyway. waitress. I think you're right there. That's a, that's a good deduction now. Also, if she were a stripper, he probably wouldn't be worried about where the rest of her skirt is. No, I know. I'm that's just joking. Yeah, it was a joke that we're spending too much time on. Waitress, I'll believe that. So now we, we cut to Colt's gym, which used to be Fitzy's gym. Well, there's an MMA talk show going on about how there's going to be a big tournament for $5 million. This is why I think this gives credence to that it was uh, more than, this was supposed to be older than 2011. Because by 2011, UFC was pretty well established as the, you know, yeah. MMA league and wasn't that big of a deal. 2005, 2004 what, would have been what more What year did um, the gentleman from Tap, from Tap Out die? Charles Mask Lewis, I think it was uh-huh. 2006, seven like that. Because the movie was, because he was supposed to be in the movie, but he died. Yes, I know. Uh-huh. So if he died in 2006, yeah. then the movie was probably, that's probably when the movie was supposed to be. Right around that yeah. time. We'll go there, and that was right when MMA was just getting big. You know, Chuck Liddell mm-hmm. was setting mm-hmm. the world on fire. Just, you yeah. know. Started that, becoming MMA yeah. as opposed also, to Kurt karate like, versus sumo. And yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> Kurt Angle, stuff. who's playing one of the um, fighters, looks super young. So it has yeah. to be more than eight years ago because he does not look super young he anymore. Look like that. Well, he's been hurt really bad. Yes, but still, I mean, it's well, he looks right. a lot older than eight years. Yeah. So Tommy enters the gym and he's looking for Fitzy and like who? This is called so and so's gym now. Tommy's like, well, how's it work? Thirty five dollars for a locker fee and that's it. It's like, wow, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> that is a good deal. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like. What is this? Is this 1975? <laughs> but I, I guess jump on that. This is just locker fees and you can yeah, work yeah, out there. Yeah. And I guess it's one of those where you're gonna have if you have a trainer, you have yeah. to pay for that separately. Yeah. But still, that's pretty cool. It's akin to like the big gyms we have around here. I'm not gonna name drop them, but it's like, yeah, this is like thirty bucks a month. But if you want to go to this class, it's this, and this class is this, this class is this. Like I'm yeah. just gonna go work out. So and we cut back to Brendan, who's can and now he's in school. He's a school teacher. He teaches physics. physics. And he's conducting an experiment. And one of his students has a bat, and he's going to break a piece of wood. So, <laughs> why not? Sure. He seems to be a pretty fun teacher. Mm-hmm. Well-liked by his students. Mm-hmm. That's always Just good in a high school mm-hmm. teacher. They're going over uh, Newton's second law of motion, which we're not going to get into right now. But <laughs> I actually wrote a bunch of it out, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to talk about that right now. How many uh, laws does this cat have? The dude. The dude. <laughs> the dude. Tony did point out while we were watching it. Every time they show you what's happening in a classroom, it's always like the last five minutes and then the bell rings. And yeah. I was like, he wouldn't start talking about the next yeah, law third. when he knows the bell's going to ring in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you don't start a new they topic. They do that every, every time. <laughs> and school. then the bell rings and they're like, before you go, here's your yeah. test. Yeah. No, that's no, not a thing. Never. The bell rings, you got to go. <laughs> because you only have two minutes to make it to your next class or you're late and you might have to stop you at your locker. Attention. Instead of starting the next law, run, like. he would have said, here are your tests. The bell's about to ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have handed and them there's back. There's always the, the one student that they hold back even later. It's like, oh, wait a minute, here, I want talk to you a minute he's like i gotta go <laughs> oh, I don't have time. you write me a note because yeah. i'm supposed to be somewhere yeah. anyway so we cut back to fitzy's and we see mad dog 
and he's putting a beating on some sparring partner. Let me tell you something about sparring, okay? Sparring, you're not supposed to try to kill your partner. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't have any sparring partners. Is this gentleman yeah. Mad Dog somebody? No. Okay. Well, he might have been. I looked him up, but he didn't seem familiar, so. No, I don't really he remember. He did have he, a Chuck Liddell um, style. I think it was style. supposed to be Chuck Liddell, but <laughs> he was busy at this time. Perhaps. Being Chuck Liddell. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and he knocks out a sparring partner, and he's like, oh, give me another guy. Give me, uh, you know, whoever. But they don't have like, another guy. I'll fight him. I'm like, uh, hey, go back to your bag and whatever. He's like, all right. <laughs> so then Mad Dog's like, hey, Rock, what, Mick wasn't here today? And I'm like, mm. you know what? That's a low blow. I hope you kick his ass. I know what happens, but. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, after the Rocky comment, no one wants to, you don't talk shit about the Rock, okay? <laughs> so he's like, look. Unless you're Elaine or Carly. Right. I actually go, I said, is that a reference I'm supposed to understand? And Tony goes, it's Rocky. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Well, Tony sighed, and then Tony said, it's Rocky. Rocky. So anyway, so then we get Do you get remember to... a couple of times okay. you said Carly doesn't forget movies she's actually watched? Oh, well, <laughs> I guess it depends on how much I like them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like... it's an MMA movie, you know, that John picked, and it has a Rocky reference in it. Come on, man. Eh. How many Rockies do you know? <laughs> All right, so. Two. After this. Great. Um... <laughs> Tommy's like, come on, you want to keep your guy warm? I'm here. And they ask him, you have any fighting experience? Yeah. Then they ask the question that every gym anywhere asks, did he sign a waiver? <laughs> yes, he did. Okay. Because <laughs> when you sign that waiver, you can't sue, you can't do anything because you signed a waiver. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Guys, listen to me. Friends, if you're out there and you have to sign a waiver, usually bad stuff can happen. So... <laughs> Right. You have to sign one anytime you join a gym. Yeah, you always have to sign a waiver that way you're not liable. Well, if you're at a fighter's gym, when you sign the waiver, it's a little bit more, <laughs> you get more serious than at Planet Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, right. this waiver includes not wearing headgear when you're going to take knees and elbows to the face and head and skull. That's true. The worst thing that's happened like, to me at my what? gym is a torn intercostal. <laughs> All right, so the fight starts, and Tommy knocks out Mad Dog pretty easily. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. handily whoops this guy's ass. It's This beautiful. shocks everyone, and the best part was... They have the flip phones out, and they're recording it. Because mm-hmm. remember, this is 2005. But they do have phones that can record. Right. So it's not 2002. <laughs> <laughs> and they mentioned, um, Colt mentioned that if so-and-so would get here, I'll give him 200 bucks. And so menacingly, mm-hmm. Tommy walks over and says, you owe me 200 bucks. And I think he got paid that $200. Yeah, because, he should have. At least. Mm-hmm. He walks out of the gym as they're recording. He doesn't like... After a fight, he doesn't stick around. He ain't got time. He's got to go move on to the next thing. And we cut back to Brendan, who's now meeting with a bank teller. Bank manager, I'm guessing, or something like that. A broker. Maybe a mortgage that guy, broker. Bank or something. Yeah. That guy's a good actor. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, he's good. Um, and they're telling about how he's having money problems. And, you know, he said, well, you told us to refund. He says, no, I gave that as an option. You did it. It's like, I'm giving you options. You just don't have a whole lot. And we next find out... Bankruptcy. He refinanced his house and took a payout because his daughter had a had a heart issues, mm-hmm. and so. But now they're um, upside down on the house, mm-hmm. so they can't refinance again, and they're about to lose it. Yep, they're gonna lose the house. But he's too proud to do bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. He says, "I ain't doing that." So I got ninety days before foreclosure. So we cut back to Patty, who's watching videos of his son wrestle, <laughs> and there's a knock on the door, and it's Colton. He's looking for Tommy Reardon. Patty's last name is... Colson. Close. Condon? Condon. No. No. Conlon. 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 (laughs) 
know why I Eventually, I'll get it. I don't know why I quizzed you on that. Like, it was... <laughs> Ugh. Like, you know I what's funny? Being it's written, written on the right door. here because mm-hmm. I copied and pasted some lines. And just it's written right there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyway. It's written on Brendan's front door too. I was like, I remember seeing So now that. we we realize that um, Tommy has given a different last name and Patty's like, well, he doesn't live here. Well, he put, this, he put this as his uh, address. Yeah, he's not here. Mm-hmm. Well, can you tell me about it? Nope. You should ask Tommy about that. But what about, you need to talk to Tommy. He's like, all right, have a good night. And the guy's still talking and he shuts the door in his face. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of think I would do too. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about your son. Who are you? No. I would be intrigued that my son, who doesn't really like me, put my address down as his contact information. But that's something you would ask yeah. Tommy about. Yeah. So we cut back to Brendan, who's driving. Um, driving to a fight at the Tender Trap. Hello. <laughs> and he's on the phone, what I'm guessing is his wife. He says, he'll be bouncing out an open mic now. She'll be pretty easy. So this is one of those what you call little lies. Yeah. Or big lies. <laughs> this is quite a fib. This is quite the fib. All right. So, Brendan has this fight, and he wins pretty easily, too. So, let's just say the Conlon boys here are doing pretty well. They're, you know, 2-0, two, two and oh, and they both won pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Even though Brendan took a shot to the face, and you can see he gets a little... Mm, all he right. looks roughed up. He does look a little roughed up. He didn't win as easy as Tommy. Yeah. But Tommy's like a little Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit younger. And a bit younger. And maybe he should be the next Wolverine. If there's a contest for who should be the next Wolverine, he's my pick. Okay. But he's Venom, so there goes that. Yeah. Plus, he's too expensive. <laughs> and, yeah, at this point. They're going to find an unknown. They'll make a couple. They'll make one or two Venom movies. But if they do, like, X-Men again, they're going to need a Wolverine probably for four or five. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't want to pay Tom Hart. You don't want to start at, what, you don't, you six don't million or something? <laughs> They could just not do Wolverine. I know he's a super popular character, but there's a lot of X-Men they could do instead. Yeah, yeah, but he's really popular. I think they should not do Wolverine, but they're gonna. All right, so Brendan goes home, and he's in his bathroom, and his wife walks in, and she's wearing even less clothes now. <laughs> but I guess if it's your wife, she's walking around in her underwear, night. so yeah. Actually, it looked like he got home at daybreak. Like It looked like it, might it was be. morning. Yeah. And he's got some scratches on his face, and... He confesses to his wife because that's what you do. Say, honey, I was fighting. By the way, <laughs> here's some money. Which is if you're going to do that, that's how yeah. you do it. Here's some money. I've been fighting. You're like, I got caught lying, so I'm going to come clean and give her money. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out that he used to be a fighter and that right. he promised to stop. Because he got his ass whooped. And they didn't want to raise their kids in a house where daddy fights for a living. And mm-hmm. Which I don't think is, they make it seem like it's such a stigma. Oh, we don't want to be in a house where dad fights. Like, what's wrong well, with that? Well, no, it seems she was more concerned he might die. He's working yeah. at the Anderson yeah. Silva house. We know that <laughs> what happens long term when you're a fighter. and um, That's boxing. They might not have known that yet. That, but that's boxing uh, at MMA. It's much safer because in boxing, it's repeated blows to the head. <laughs> and in MMA, you usually can take a bunch, the fight's over. <laughs> a much better way to get knocked out is being knocked down they, in punches. They stop it right away. And, mm-hmm. and you're taking more. It's not always to the same area. There's mm-hmm. a lot more that's body true. shots and yeah. leg kicks. So the damage is spread out. And not as concentrated. Yeah, so and then you think the about also the house he grew up in. She probably right, knows. Right, right, right. Yeah. I know. bet you there's not a drop alcohol in this house. <laughs> not a drop. <laughs> All right, so we cut to Patty who's eating breakfast, and Tommy enters, and you hear a little ch ch ch. I don't know if you heard it, but I listened for it. It is there. Tommy tells Patty that he wants to start fighting, and he needs a trainer. And his father gets happy, like, "All right, this is something we're gonna be doing together." he's like, Tommy immediately just shits all over that. And he's like, nope, this ain't none of that. I just need you to train me. 
This is all business. So then Patty goes, all right, well, if it's all business, and he gets mad. I don't want to hear this. You're quitting every five minutes, shit. <laughs> you came here and asked me. Don't threaten me. Right. Don't be don't be threatening to walk every five minutes. I have a bad Nick Nolte. Anybody got a good Nick Nolte? <laughs> Elaine, no. can we do Nick Nolte? Nope. Elaine no. does the best Nick Nolte, but... I know. Like, come on shy. now. Do the Nick Nolte for us. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so Patty confronts him and tells him that he's got to get rid of those pills. Give up those pills. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I heard you when he walked in. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. You sound like a candy machine. So he, so he gives over two bottles and he goes, give her the last. It was cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> sound like, Mar- what do you say, maracas or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. he said you sound like a damn maraca. Mm-hmm. So Tommy pauses for a minute and then gives him the goods. You know what I mean? And make sure to shake them so they go cha-ching. <laughs> Last thing is we've got to bunk up, so you got to move in. It's like I don't want to do that. <laughs> but we also don't know where he's staying. It makes anyway, me feel so. like I had a moment where I wondered if he was homeless. Oh, uh, he yeah. might be. <laughs> wondered about that too. I think he might be sleeping so. in his car and showering at the gym or something. Yeah. yeah. And we cut to back to Brendan, who walks into class and students to talk about MMA. And that's a teacher's a fighter. And at one point, one kid's like, what's MMA? And he's like, you know, different disciplines all mixed together. It's like, wow, this movie is really fucking old, isn't it? <laughs> There's still people that don't know what MMA is, though. And bless their hearts. It's still... As- There's a lot of uh, screenwriters... We gotta explain it because we think there's people that don't know what stuff in this movie, and now it's just one of them. It's just like whatever. I don't yeah. know. There's still a lot of people. It's like, that let me explain don't know what, what football is. is. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck doesn't know that? Yeah. All right, but eh, maybe I live in a different bubble. You do. <laughs> you live in a bubble. There's where a lot you... in the commentary too that I'm sure you. Everything, oh, everything's God. deep. Everything's deep, and he's going. It's like it's like the most random, bland, bland like commentary I've ever heard. Oh, don't for worry. Everything that he says, I have feelings. And I'm like, any fight could actually be going on right now <laughs> from this commentary. Yeah. But all right, so they ask, uh, they start asking him about it, and Brendan just completely no sells it. He's like, all right, whatever. Hey, we're gonna talk about physics. And the principal comes up, and via mime tells him that he wants to talk to him in his office. In the middle of class. Yeah, right in the middle of class. Like, oh, I'm a little busy. I was like. Oh. No, but if the superintendent <laughs> is on his way, yeah. you got to get that teacher now. Yeah, but you would bring somebody to take over. You don't yeah. just leave. <laughs> like, all right, guys, uh, Tommy, you're in charge. Well, it's a high school class, so they only have five minutes left, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Even right, so though he just walked in. Yeah, he knows. So we cut to the principal's office, and Brendan is told the superintendent's coming. The principal finds out that he used to fight, and he's upset and impressed all at the same time. Mm-hmm. UFC? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. It was also impressive the principal knew what the UFC was. He's apparently a big fan. Big fan, big fan. So we cut to Brendan fixing a mini piano in his daughter's closet play area thing. I was thinking it was a dollhouse, and that might have been what was in the big box for her birthday. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Those things are expensive, too. He don't respect. Well, his wife finds him, and she's wearing really short shorts. So for the third scene in a row, we see all of her legs. Mm -hmm. She's got nice legs. She does have nice legs. And when they go up, make an ass out of themselves. Yeah. All right, so, and we learned that Brendan has been suspended, and he wants to fight to support the family. And of course... Suspended without pay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you got to make some money. For the semester. Mm-hmm. That's bad. So he tells his wife he's going to... He's not going to be fighting guys that, that are really good. These are guys who just watch too much UFC. These are going to be local, small smokers, all over the place. And they're, they're using that word smoker incorrectly, because a smoker is just an amateur fight that doesn't have any kind of... I doesn't know. go on your record, it's just yeah. going there and... But whatever. All right. So, 
Tess realizes that the only way to, to survive is for her husband to fight. And she's having what I like to call a crisis of conscience. Because yeah. she doesn't want her husband to fight. Mm-hmm. But what else can he do? No. She's, she's perfectly want, fine to, to okay. foreclose on the house yeah. and move into an apartment where they can afford what their shit but he won't do it. He refuses to give up the house mm-hmm. because he's all about the status of a fucking house and not doing what's best for the situation. He could go to bankruptcy and they could keep the house and not have to fight and get in, and worry his wife and get injured and maybe die because she's very concerned he's going to die because of how he was injured last time. Mm-hmm. And But he's not willing to do it. She does he say, wants so we to lose fight. the house. Well, like the dude says... That's like your opinion, man. His, his, his wanting to fight is more important than that. No. All right, so we cut to Patty, who's trying to bond with his son. He brings uh, brings him upstairs. His which I thought was way out of character for him. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. And it was a weird thing. It was thing a whole song about Moo goes the cow. Yeah, and, and, it was like, <laughs> and he wasn't drunk. <laughs> the only thing that is maybe this is the way he used to wake up his sons back in the day. I feel like it had to have it, been a thing from only. when they were really little mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, anyway. Your mom a... used to wake you up with a song. Yes, I know. All right, so I was there. You weren't My there. mom sort of had a jingle. So <laughs> did his mom. Like, it's not that weird. So anyway, and he has an old poster of Theogenes versus Tommy, who had more wrestling wins. Patty wants to hear about his son, and, and did he keep on wrestling? Did he ever match the record? Tommy rolls over. He's like, what? Get out of here. I'll make my own coffee. Mm-hmm. You don't need you can't take this out of here. I would have kept the coffee, cause, but that's me. <laughs> I also wouldn't have a pill problem. Cause that's <laughs> stupid. But for those of you out there with pill problems, please get help. <laughs> Drugs are bad. All right. So, and for no reason at all, we cut to Iraq. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and we like, were did, watching. Did we get a long movie here. <laughs> there were commercials, so yeah. you know we came back from the commercial, and we were in Iraq, and I'm like. The fuck happened? Did we switch movie? to a different movie? <laughs> I don't know. It messed up. <laughs> I like that actor there, though. What else has he been in? I don't know, but... You, you just like his face? No, he's he's been the background character of a couple things. He does have very pretty it was eyes. Nice looking face. <laughs> no, but I always, rec- I always recognize him when I see him because his eyes are really pretty. He's got girly eyes. You can keep doing I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> so. But some guys in Iraq are right. watching the video. Yeah, it's the fucking Marines, okay? Um, and yeah, these guys are badass. They're getting ready to kill some people, do some shit. And then as he's coming in to get his shit ready to go do some stuff, his friends are watching that, um, the Mad Dog Grimes versus Tommy fight. Yeah. It's gone viral. And he's like, who's Mad Dog Grimes? He's like, dude, he's a badass fighter. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, stop that. Rewind for a second. And he sees a face. (laughs) And my man, double times. He's like, hey, man, I need the tape. I forgot the guy's name. He's like, I need the tape. He goes, what tape? He goes, the tape. He's oh, the tape. And they run. And this is... To a footlocker full of a million fucking tapes. Yeah, Yeah. this is lending more credence to this is 2005 because they actually (laughs) have tapes. (laughs) I don't think in 2011 they would have been recording shit on tape, but you never know. And we find out that these guys were in great peril and Tommy saved them. And not only were they in great peril, was during their great peril they recorded it. So and, then, and, and he looks we're all nothing gonna like, die. Look nothing like Tom Hardy in the video. And I was like, that guy's good. Because <laughs> they paused it. I'm like, could be anybody. It doesn't look like Tom Hardy at me at all. To me, but okay. I don't know. They were probably on some mission, and they were, and that was just the guy that was recording the mission. I I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't know. 
Maybe it was some kind of thing where they were supposed to be recording it. Right. But if your tank falls in a bunch of water, you're probably not going to turn the camera off if you were already doing something else with it. What you do is, because you know you're about to die, you're like, all right, let me do a little video diary here. (laughs) Somebody blast my cash. No, this is how you make the perfect omelet. Some people like to make, (laughs) that's a mistake. (laughs) You got it? I do get it. Your head's like a shark fin. That's right. My head's like a shark fin. And we cut to Frank. Who's training a fighter to Beethoven, which is not a bad idea. I like to listen to slower music sometimes. Not when I'm fighting, but when Stuff I'm Stuff with lyrics is yeah. distracting. Sometimes it's, it's good. And there's a great TV show that I mentioned earlier about Frank Grillo. But, all right, so he sees uh, Beethoven. Not Beethoven. He sees Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> so Beethoven walks in. He's like, dog? Freak, he's freaked the fuck out. He's like, oh, Jesus. All right, so Brendan walks in, and he's, like, working mitts with the guy, and he immediately stops and says, all right, hey, give me two more rounds with this guy. And so they go, and they catch up in, in Frank's office. And here's the, what I noticed in this scene. is So Frank goes, and he's got a little mini fridge. He grabs the water for himself, doesn't offer Brendan anything. <laughs> I'm like, wow, so evidently he's not that nice of a guy. Because don't you always do it, right? Hey, you want to drink? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure Brendan would have said no. But anyway, Frank thinks he's uh, there to hit... Hit him up for some money. He's like, I don't mind dough. I end up in a gym. How much do you need? He's like, no, I don't want any of your money. Uh, I want to fight. Frank's He's like, like oh, I'd rather just give you money. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did you talk to your wife? Because she's going to get mad. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a good friend right there, isn't it? Yes. There you go. Frank is a great character. Frank is a great character. Um, so reluctantly, and Frank accepts and, and, and says, hey, you know, I'm going to be training this other guy as my focus. He's going to be in that Sparta tournament. Yeah. And... We cut to Patty, who's sitting outside Brendan's house. There's a lot of sitting around waiting for people to show up in this movie. <laughs> and they said one of them was in Philadelphia and the other one was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, he drove a long way to sit out in front of his house. <laughs> Brendan is in Philadelphia and Patty and Tommy are in Pittsburgh. That is... Road trip. That Pennsylvania is not a small state. You're not just, ooh, today I'm going to go, you and know. They're on opposite sides of the fucking state. That's, that's <laughs> a, you got to plan that. You don't just go. And I was like, isn't he supposed to be training his other kid? <laughs> well, he's this got good reason. 24 hours is gone. <laughs> See, yeah, he, he, he's got good reason because Brendan's like, he's like, hey, it's me, Pop. And he looks confused and he's greeted by his father and he's like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Patty tells Brendan he's sober for a thousand days today. It's a big day. And congratulations on that, a thousand days. <laughs> Brendan is angry and he's like, is something wrong with your hands? <laughs> no. Phone call or mail pop. That's what we have. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. See, there's no Facebook yet, so. Yeah. Well, there. It's just used to There was. But... Something has happened yeah. and he's been banned. And he can call we or he can write see, letters. Well, we instantly get the impression that Patty was a real shitty person and he had done something to be kicked out of his life. He mm-hmm. was drunk and did something in front of the ba- in front of the One kid. One of the kids, that's my guess. Well, because the first kid, because the second kid he's, he's never, never even seen. seen. Right. Which, you know what I Three bet it happened? Ago, he says. A thousand days ago. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is probably the thing that made him get sober. Mm-hmm. Now... I'm going to go with no on that because he mentions that there's a granddaughter in there he hasn't seen in, I forget it says how many years. He says three years. Three, three years. years. He's never even met the other one. Uh, thousand yeah. days is... A thousand yeah. days is just about three years. So he has could be. This, it could be. He has this something that happens and it's what helps him get clean and he might have had some problems in the beginning, so... Yeah, he might have slipped up here or there. So roughly, yeah, that math checks out. 
All right. Well, you can see that Patty's trying to make amends, but no one's having it. No one wants to make up with their dad. This guy must have been a real yeah. mean drunk. Well, he, from what I understand of it, he was a drunk that beat their mom. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she died. You know, maybe not because of that, but yeah, yeah fuck that. He dude. beat their mom. He probably ignored <laughs> he probably Brendan. Beat the kids too. Yeah. He probably beat the kids. He probably yeah. ignored Brendan. The only person he ever seemed to, he probably even seemed to like was Tommy, but only as. Um, someone that he could mold into a a state champion yeah. wrestler, so mm-hmm. he was probably Super more tra- hard on him. Yeah, more yeah. of a trainer than a dad, and one of those parents that's you know making you run laps and co- totally controlling your diet and yeah. that yeah. sort of thing. Well, mm-hmm. as Brendan doesn't really want much of any of this, Patty mentions that Tommy is back, and this intrigues Brendan because his brother didn't come to see him at all. Brendan immediately believes that Patty only wants. To him back now because it's Tommy. Mm-hmm. He only wants to be with Tommy. Well, you got your son back. He's, he's like, oh, you got your son back. He goes, no, I want you, Brandon. I want you back, too. He wants to bring the family together. Brandon's not having it. <laughs> um, Brendan tells him that, hey, look, I forgive you for all of that, but I don't trust you. That's tough pill to swallow right there. Mm-hmm. And Patty says that's not how forgiveness works. <laughs> well. If you don't trust them, you can't for- then you haven't forgiven them. That's true. Trust- forgiveness comes with trust. Well, forgiveness is more than saying sorry. A true story. <laughs> Tony got it. Uh, <laughs> forgiveness. It all came rushing back. All right. Well, Tess and the girls come to the door, and Brendan quickly walks to it. Patty is overjoyed to see his granddaughters. And makes one last attempt to, to try to. He's like, hey, well, could I come in for some coffee? And then did you shut the door? No. One of the doors, hey, who's that? Oh, that's nobody. It's just a nice old man. Mm. At least he called him a nice old man. And we cut to Tommy, who's running uh, to the gym. And he gets called over by Colt, who tells him, hey, uh, I got you in the Sparta. And the best we could do is Tommy, like, pats the corner post, like, and he walks away. That's his acknowledgement. And Colt's like, um, a thank you in 10% customary. (laughs) And immediately Tommy goes to call Manny's wife. So we we get this little scene here where... Tommy clearly had a, a, a friend overseas that we know died because yeah. of this phone call. Um, you see pictures of Tommy and Manny. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, for the first time in the movie, he's nice to someone. Which is off character for him. You can see he does have compassion in his heart. He's not completely dead inside. Not like Chandler. I had to get my friend's reference. <laughs> but he says he's got an idea. He's going to take care uh, of everything. Mm-hmm. And his wife's like, you don't have to do that. He's like, oh, no, no. That's what the pact was. And... There was a second in the beginning of the phone call when he was like, I haven't, you know, he asked about the kids, and I was like, does he have kids? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that for a second, too. I was like, are these his kids? And then they, you know, we learned that they're Manny's yeah. kids. <laughs> and we get to the great part of cinema history for everything is the training montage. <laughs> no one did it quite Multiple as good as, training montages yeah. going on simultaneously. Like they yeah. did like a split screen. Yeah. And then they would do the split screen with the, the training montage. They did like the little sports center yeah. thing. And they talk about the event selling so fast. And we even have Forrest Griffin and Rashad Evans. And they find out that Koba, the great Koba, is coming to be in the From tournament. Russia. And Rashad Evans is like, oh, well, game over. Koba's going to win. The rest of you guys go home. It's like, yeah. They're not doing a very good job of selling. No. Because if you want to sell a tournament, you don't say this guy's going to win. Everybody else just sucks. Don't even bother. (laughs) That does nothing for the tournament. You say, wow, this guy's coming. He's great. I think this guy can even run for his money. Or this guy's good. You you build what's called, you know, disbelief. You got to sell. Even if a guy's going to get his ass kicked, that he's got a chance. 
Like, remember Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, when they did the fly, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, they were really selling it like, you know, Conor's going to, has a good shot at winning. And people were like, yeah. you know what, I think he might. He didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> but they made you believe that he could. Because so that's watching. how you sell a fight. You don't say, there's no way this guy's going to win, because I don't want to see but that. But they're not selling a fight. They're selling a movie. And in a movie, it's much more dramatic if this guy is unbeatable. <laughs> because we know, at this point, we think Tommy is going to have to fight this guy. Like, shoot. <laughs> well, vision quest for you. All right, so, and during this, we see Brendan during the training montage. Brendan's winning smaller smokers, and he's doing well. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Um, he's making money. He's and the fighter at at his gym getting his win rate win ratio up. Yeah, and the fighter at Brendan's gym, who's Marcus, is there, and he actually taps him. He goes, "No, he did not tap you, physics teacher." Great scene. Um, but. Uh, ends with it run. They're running, and Marcus hurts his knee. We we've seen in the training montage. Yeah, he's been there the whole time. In the beginning, Brendan was like way behind. Yeah, and, and now, now he's, he's running faster, yeah. and he's he's become like the best guy at their gym. Mm-hmm. And he hurts his leg, so Frank's on the cell phone and throws his cell phone before he goes back to his hurt fighter. I was like, why does that always happen in movies? <laughs> Nobody does that. I understand it's not like a $1,000 iPhone, but let's just say it's a couple hundred dollar flip phone, right? You don't just throw it, because guess what you got to do? Go home and buy a new one. You can if it's a Nokia. You can can if it's a Nokia. It wasn't, though, I don't think. I don't know. I didn't really look, but still. Nobody throws their phone like that, especially out, you know, like it's one thing if I throw it on the bed, but he's like out in a field. (laughs) So we're at the hospital, and Frank and Brandon are walking out of the parking lot. And Brendan's like, hey, I know this is a bad time, but I'd like to take his place in Sparta. Frank's like, get out of here. There's no way you're going to get in Sparta. And he's like, please, coach. He's like, no. So then He's he like, but you know people. And knocks you can get me on. in. You can get me in. I need, I, I need this, coach. So eventually Frank Berlanson's like, all right, I'll make a call. Did you get the impression he would get it right here? That he would get in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Did you not the first time you saw it? No, but I really wish they would have drummed some more dramas. Like, all right, I'll do it. And then he gets in. Well, there's no reason to have him getting good as a fighter if he wasn't going to end up in the tournament. That's true. He already had a guy who has to back out. So he Mm -hmm. has, like, it would seem like it would be his responsibility to fill the slot. But these tournaments, like, if they're going to have 16, they've got, like, five or six guys that are on the standby for when that happens. You don't have to go find a guy. They're like, hey, you're up. That's true. Like, it never occurred to me that he wouldn't get in because he's the star of this movie. You, The movie should be, the Tommy should be the star of this movie, and it should be about him, but it's not. This is Brendan's movie. Mm-hmm. He's the star, and the movie is about him. So, obviously, he was going to get in this tournament. And I think from the beginning, as soon as he said he wanted to be in it, and we knew Tommy was trained, I was like, the last fight's the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a mystery. Because... Because it's Brendan's movie. And it wasn't a mystery. It All right, you're killing the story magic. <laughs> Why do this shit during your movies? We didn't need it to be a mystery, though. You guys can yeah. know that. It doesn't take anything away. <laughs> Did I jump in, in your movie and be like, so Superman's going to beat Lex right. Luthor? So this whole podcast yes. is all spoilers. So <laughs> this is not so the first time. She's allowed to sprinkle fairy dust, but I can't tell a story. <laughs> sprinkle fairy dust. I'm sorry. I, let me try to sprinkle some more fairy dust on your on your episode. Like, I know Elaine's oh, going to make this movie. She's just giving it. I was on the edge of my them. seat. I didn't know he was going to get in. <laughs> I thought he was going to die. I was like, this I thought his dead. wife and kids were going to yeah. leave him because I he did, did get in. I did too. Oh, you really did? I was kidding. <laughs> 
course not. It's his movie. When she refuses to watch him fight, he thought so she was anyway, going to leave him. Tess is on the phone, and now, um, what's his nuts? Brendan is taking out the garbage. She walks in and says, oh, phone for you with your boyfriend. <laughs> and we find out that he did get into Sparta. And now his wife is mad because this isn't just some local no. smokers. Like this she's got legitimate. Con- she's like, you said these were guys who you know didn't know how to fight. And there's this Cobra guy on TV who they're saying is gonna kill everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like she's got reason to be upset now. Like now yeah. I'm this on board. Is five million dollars on the line. And so. he didn't even warn her no. that he was trying to get into it. They didn't discuss it. I'm sure He's he just, did. They just didn't show that shit. She no, she said you're not making. You're just deciding things, and you're not even asking me. This is where. I will back Elaine. Before, I was like, mm, but now it's getting, this is your life. And she makes the point. She's like, you're going to die, and I'm going to get your your life insurance. Your kids aren't going to have your she's father. like, I would you rather know. you were here and we lost yeah. the house than we ended up with your life insurance. Because she loves him, but what does he love? Fighting. And boobs. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, he's obviously a leg man. <laughs> Says the director. <laughs> At least this girl. Yeah. And probably all the cameramen. <laughs> She's seen all the deleted photos. I mean, the deleted scenes. are all nothing but her legs. <laughs> and then the wife's at the pool. What? This has nothing to do with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> now she's getting her legs waxed. Just let what it does happen. this have to do with Let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> All right. So we cut to Atlantic City for the Super Bowl of MMA. I really hate when they say something is the Super Bowl of something. Yeah. So I can't this just because be you this? can't say the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl of anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is the Super Bowl of MMA. Well, you mean you mean the big game of MMA? Because you can't say Super Bowl. It's like so stupid. I wonder how they got away with that. Because usually you can't say Super Bowl. Like there's movies like it's time for the big game. Maybe before they start that shit, I don't know. I don't know. Was Maybe they were like, "Fuck it, this is an indie movie; they'll never notice." Maybe that's why it only made twenty-four million dollars because <laughs> the other two million they had to pay to the people of the Super Bowl to, say Super Bowl. to play Super Bowl. The NFL, I'm sure the NFL would want more than two million for that. Yeah, I'm just this saying. movie really made um, three hundred million and twenty-four dollars, and, <laughs> and the twenty-four is what where they're posting. Everything else went to the NFL. All right. And they, I don't like how they make it seem like MMA is disorganized, kind of bush league here. Like, oh, no one's ever thought to organize and have a championship until now. It's like, um, well, they keep mentioning nobody's. They keep mentioning UFC. Well, they keep saying that there's nothing, there's no Grand Prix style in the United States. And that's because this is ridiculous that you're going to fight four fights in a night. Because no, two nights. <laughs> it's 24 hours, right? Yeah, they say it's, that's it's two ridiculous, fights. right? Um, they used to do that. Really? Yeah. That's what UFC they used to do in the two, beginning of yeah. UFC. Really? Yeah. yeah. The champion to used to have to make it through a bunch of fights to actually be the wow. champion. Yeah. They wouldn't. They can't do that now by um like commission. I was gonna say it's ridiculous. But there used. To, I mean, and most places that's how it is. You fight in these big tournaments over a couple of days, so you might have multiple fights in one day. Yeah, but I was like four. Heavyweight champion battles. Well, they're not heavyweight. Well, they're middleweight. Or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Still, like, that's good lord. And then their faces aren't like out, out full, you know. Yeah. And what's funny is, it, well, they make it seem like they needed some Wall Street guy to save it. And the Wall Street guy is the director and writer of the movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. I about that. <laughs> and um, so we see a bunch of people, and we see Koba has shown up, and everybody's Olympic hero. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, who's ironically. <laughs> Russian. <laughs> and um, I don't know if everybody knows who Fedor Emelianenko is, yeah. but I get a sense that that's who he's supposed to be portraying. Mm. Other than winning a gold medal, like he was a Sambo champion, he was unbeatable. That was Fedor back in yeah, like, 2006. He was unbeatable. He was just crushing the world. And 
So that's why I think he, like when they said, Kurt, this is the angle, you know, the angle, huh? <laughs> the way we want you to portray this is to be Fedor. He's like, eh, okay, I'll drink less milk. <laughs> I'll drink less milk. Um, Tony goes, that guy won the Olympics with a broken neck. <laughs> didn't he have a broken neck when he won the broken yeah. freaking neck? He sure did. <laughs> He's awesome. And we also see some actual Riddick. MMA fighters there. Anthony Rumble Johnson's there. Nate Marquardt's there. There's a bunch of guys who you'll see later. If you, I don't know if you know who they are, but they were in that tournament as well. <laughs> All right, so Tommy sees Brandon, and Tommy leaves. Like, so, okay. They make eye contact, and mm-hmm. Tommy just, like, dips out. Like, I don't need to talk to that dude. But, like, he, like, ran away like he was afraid of him. Like, not, like, afraid, but, like, I don't want to deal with afraid, this. afraid, but, yeah, I don't Yeah, like, wanna... I, I don't want to deal with Not really afraid, yeah. but, yeah. Well, I afraid the situation. Don't I think talk his mind, to me, mm-hmm. don't. His mind's on fighting. He's like, I don't need to deal with family shit right now. I don't think he considers Brennan his family at all. He's just like, I don't want to talk oh, to we'll this. Get to he's that. dead to me. Mm-hmm. He's got a real he's dead to me kind mm-hmm. of. So we cut to Patty, who's sitting on the on the couch in the room, and he's watching, you know, TV. And he's going through the press packet when he's looking at a picture of Brendan. You can see the paternal pride there as he sees his, his son is fighting in a big tournament. Mm-hmm. On the news is a story about Tommy. And Patty's like, oh, Tommy, Tommy, you're going to want to hear this. Because he's been maintaining this, nobody knows who he is. He just right. he goes by another name. Yeah. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He, there's no Google history. Nobody knows anything about him. He didn't participate in the press package. Nope. He didn't, per- like... He has Which no history. Also, crap. They would know they would well, make everything you. about. Yeah, they would make dude. you, and they would have. He would they have would to have, have used some kind yeah. of yeah. ID. Yeah. yeah, and well, they would have to have some kind of backstory before they put you on. They're and, like, well, we have to sell you. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. I don't want to. I'm just gonna show up. No, no. we have to sell you. But again, we are not <laughs> selling a, an mm-hmm. actual card. We're making a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so it's the news story. It's no- the marine with dreamy eyes, mm-hmm. um, who's telling a story about how Tommy saved all their lives. Tommy hears this. He ripped the door off a tank. He ripped the fucking door off a tank. <clears throat> he's Goldberg. Because <laughs> that's the character I see. I'm like, all right, he's just going to be Goldberg, not talking, he's doing cool <laughs> shit. All right. So Tommy leaves the room, and Patty's like, Tommy, wait a minute. Come here. I want to talk to you about this. And he just leaves. And the phone rings, and you hear him go, Brendan? <laughs> so his brother called. And we cut to the beach. where we're... Tommy and Brendan are both on the beach. They're just outside the boardwalk here of Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And you know this is like going to be that big, pivotal moment of the movie. I can see in Elaine's eyes that she was really excited for this because they played the somber music as they approached <laughs> each other. This movie's great about telling you how you're supposed to feel by listening <laughs> to the music. I was really hyped for the scene, actually. As soon as it started playing out, I was like, ooh, this could be good. Yeah, this is... Like, there should have been cameras there. Good thing there was. <laughs> and we're on the beach, and they walk towards each other. They don't get too close. They get at a good, you know, distance because you never know. Brennan's like... Tommy, let's go get some coffee. What is with this family? And let's go get coffee. Everybody wants to go get coffee. I mean, I support it. I want to go get coffee. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when this is done, you guys want to get something? <laughs> yeah, I just finished mine, so I'm I ready for another too. cup. Anybody have a cup? <laughs> All right. And they, uh, not getting into everything, they argue about the past for a while. They do a little bit of a blame here, you blame here. Um, Tommy says, you stayed. You were supposed to come with us. You stayed for some girls. Like, wasn't some girls, my wife. We married. We have kids. And he shows a picture. And he's like, I don't know them. He's like, who are they to they're, your, they're your nieces and your family. It's like, he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm your brother. He goes, you served? I didn't know you served. You were in the Corps? He goes, no. He goes, well, my brothers were in the Corps. <laughs> so you can see that Tommy is just completely detached from anything. Yeah. He was a child. His mother, mm-hmm. they were supposed to leave and move to a better life. His mother ends up sick. His brother Stayed dipped out on him for dad. a girl. Mm-hmm. 
And he ended up having to take care of his dying mother. And they never say when she died. Right. So, like, she could have been been sick. It could have been years. Or it could have been, like, the very next year. And he could have been in foster care. Yeah, we don't know anything, mm -hmm. really. And here's where I think the scene is actually really good. Because Brendan, instead of just taking it like Patty did, turns it around on him and goes, you didn't, I didn't get to think about my own mother. You had no right to keep that from me. I didn't even know she was sick. You kept all that from me. It's like, yeah, fuck you. He didn't know his mother. He's like, I didn't get a chance to say about my mother. It's like, oh, he wins. No, he, wins. he doesn't. He, he wins. doesn't win. Tommy yeah. wins because no, Tommy, Tommy had to take care of his dying mother. And we don't know how old he was. If, if he Tommy was 15, really needed help, Tommy should have called his brother. If he was 15, no, because his brother chose a girl over him. His brother already <laughs> made the decision. Girl, his, wife. his brother already made the decision that Tommy and his mother were not important to him. That's not what he made the decision of. But... Tommy was a child You d- who's going through a terrible thing, and all he knows is his brother picked a girl over him. <laughs> Tommy wins. Brendan is a fuckhead. So, I feel like you can't, you can't tell stop. me okay. that the girl you knew in high school is going to be the girl you, that's going to end up your wife. Yes, it's great that he married her, and it was this great love, but the people you love in high school, it's just pretend puppy love 90% of the time. Not all the They're, time. Sometimes it works out. But 90% of the time Mom was fighting by herself again. There might be another MMA match in a minute here. So. I'm curious mm-hmm. because I didn't feel nearly as strongly about this as Elaine. <laughs> I, I like felt like they both had some issues and they're trying and, to duke it out. But I wonder, how is, is this... If, if an actor you liked had played him, would you hate him so much? Yes. <laughs> I really... Like, if, it was, if it was Shannon Sossum. <laughs> Playing Tommy, would yes. I still like that if it was character better? Post- yes. <laughs> I don't believe you. We need to see that. John comes up Shannon in the bedroom. Sossum, if you're listening. John comes up in the bedroom. script. Because we watch it at different times today. And he goes... You're loving this movie, right? And I go, no, I hate this fucking movie. God damn. <laughs> All right, spoiler. Remember, like, remember, no, it's hey. not. No, because it's it's yeah, totally yeah, not yeah, what yeah, I put down. Fucking hate but this I'm like, movie. I'm like, I, I'm like, this movie is bad because Tommy is supposed to be the hero, and instead they make it Brendan. <laughs> so anyway, we don't get any reconciliation on the beach, and the brothers part ways, and they don't fight, and they don't fight. No, they don't, don't fight. fight. Which I was like, cool. I kind well, of expected that a little bit. Remember what the Joker said. If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Now, I will say, this whole time they're in Atlantic City, and they've seen each other, they see each other on Mm -hmm. the beach, uh, we know, like, it's, everybody has to realize that Brendan Conlon and Patty Conlon, the trainer, are related. related. Somebody would have figured that out. (laughs) Nobody figures out that these guys are brothers. <laughs> they do, eventually. I know, yeah. I know but... Yeah. Yeah. Nobody makes weird. that, you know, because yeah, nobody would know that, all right, so here's this guy, Tommy Reardon, and here's his trainer. That's all his name is, his trainer. But if they looked up... They would know. If they looked up Patty Conlon, they would have seen that he was married yeah. to blah, blah, Reardon. Yeah. yeah, and that his son, Tommy, was a junior Olympic champion. And it would be all <laughs> over the news about because two he brothers. Was, yeah. Yeah. Because he, and, that's a selling point. Yeah, and Patty Reardon was a famous... They talk about him being this great trainer. Yeah. Like, yeah. they would have known yeah. more yeah. about well, him. Well, this is another one of those where they make it seem like MMA's bush and didn't even do any homework. That's true. When they see each other... It's quite not. They talk to Exactly each other. Opposite. They would have sold the shit of yeah. this. Like, where's Dana Scott? Because yeah. yeah. you don't want to make, you know, a Conor McGregor and find mm-hmm. out that he was some kind of child molester or something later. You know, and they're not going to do that. For something like this, why create drama when there's natural drama? Yeah, when it comes, yeah. in, when it's exactly. organic like that, they can sell the shit yeah, out of this. No shit. All right. And they're just printing money. Cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. 
So anyway, we cut to the school, and the principal's have a meeting with the students who want to uh, use the auditorium and get a projector and watch the fights. And he's like, let me get this straight. You want to show a, <laughs> a fight with a teacher who got suspended for doing that. And they're like, I know what you're thinking. We're going to bring some money, and we're going to donate it or something like that. And it's like, going to be a fundraiser. Yeah, and they're like, no. And he goes, well, we're going to start a petition. Power the people. And he's like, it doesn't work like that in the real world. <laughs> you could yeah. want it till you're blue in the face. Never going to happen. Which makes this principal an excellent teacher, because sometimes they forget to teach kids that that's not how shit works. Yeah, yeah. well, because it's Holy like, God. oh, well, if you all get together and voice it, it's only going to fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're not opening the school on the weekend, so you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> You find out later they did, did find a place to watch it. And it works out, but we'll get to that. Like a and we find yeah. out that it's the 4th of July. It's the war on the shore, but for all the fight fans, it's Christmas Eve. And what, what I like... is it, actually? School hmm? is still in. It's not the 4th of July. It's not Christmas. We don't know what and time of the I year was gonna about to, I was about to mention, I was like, so we just had the students who were trying to do this who got shut down, and it's the 4th of July. It's the middle of summer. I'm going to say so that it's... So it doesn't know which way is up. I'm going to guess it's probably April. And you want to know why? Because there's no holiday decorations in any scene. <laughs> if it was any time in the fall... Then by you, now, it would be about there, Christmas. It would be about... Mm-hmm. You would see at least some kind of Christmas or Halloween thing happening. Yeah. And if it was... Maybe lights on the buildings. Something so the movie that. probably started in like I'm gonna, January. I'm going to disagree and it's pretty warm. April. It's pretty warm in Atlantic <laughs> City, March. too. Because there's... So it's got to be at least April. All right. So we're going to say it's March. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Now, here's funny here. I always like this part because it's Brian Callen playing Joe Rogan. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, why is Joe Rogan not in this? And Brian Callen and Joe Rogan are really close friends. They're on uh, each other's podcasts all the time. Brian Callen does an excellent Joe Rogan impression. Let's just say first. Also, tell him I said, hello. (laughs) Like, hello. Like, threatening. Hello. The first time he watched this, the time I didn't pay attention, I was like, is that Joe Rogan? No. No, it's not. (laughs) Because he does a great Joe Rogan. But that is Brian Callen from uh, Hangover fame, if you weren't sure. He's like, we're looking for a boy. Uh, $2,000. How young you want this boy to be? That's him. The guy's in a lot of stuff, not just the Hangover. And then the TV show was saying about The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Brian Callen is that, but he's using the same voice from The Hangover, and he plays a sleazy promoter. So, see, the lines, they intersect. <laughs> All right. So, let's start the tournament. I think we should, we're an hour in. I think we should start this tournament. Yeah. It goes pretty quick. But we're also like an hour and a half in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty good. So, Tommy's up first. And they wouldn't let him take his picture. They wouldn't give any interviews. He wouldn't go to the press conference. No, All bullshit. No like, music. So you're fired. We're going to bring yeah. in an alternate. And he comes out with no music. I get behind the no music thing. Some fighters have done that before. No music. It's kind of ominous. Mike Tyson used to do that. Come out and just nothing. Um, Fits his mystique. Mm-hmm. He goes in the ring. He, and he's seriously looking jacked here. Like He drank a lot of Red Bull. Know what I mean? He's got wings. But they think he's just <laughs> some kind of internet fluke. And they're not even really sure how he got in this tournament mm-hmm. in the first place and the fight starts and the fight's over one punch one hook one knockout yep. and he immediately leaves and no doesn't do the interview no which, which i'm pretty sure they'd want him to do yeah. who do you want to fight next this kind of deal but nothing he's Anything. out all right he didn't even let the hot chick raise his hand the hot chick doesn't raise your hand the <laughs> i know he didn't all right stick around for anything nothing brendan is up and he's in the locker room as you look over He's carrying a lot. He's got a lot on his mind. And we hear Ode to Joy in the background. On his way out, we see Patty, who's supporting his son. He says, good job. Good, good luck, son. Go get him. And he gives him a look like, I don't need you. Hmm. Which is, you know, poor Patty. He's doing his best. Now, here we go. Brian Callen talks uh, copious amounts of shit about um, 
Brendan, he doesn't belong here. And he actually went so far as to buy a fucking goldfish to say, look, see I this, know, this is him. He's a feeder fish and he's in there with sharks. It's like, you're an announcer. People can't see you, dude. Yeah. But they do talk about how this guy had a history in the UFC. Right. And he goes, I remember him for being un- unmemorable. <laughs> He was a barely above 500 fighter, which in the UFC actually is pretty good. <laughs> like, I challenge this guy to go do that, but anyway. All right. So, anyway, his opponent is Midnight Lee. He's played by Anthony Rumble Johnson, which, if you're not sure, Anthony Rumble Johnson is probably one of the most scary guys in the, in the world because he's got that one knockout, one hit power, and he'll just crush your face. <laughs> but, uh, so Brendan, we cut to the fight. Brendan's having a much harder time than his brother did because he's being dominated for most of the first round. He's in a rear naked choke, and you can hear Frank yell, Don't you tap! Don't you do it! I know from personal experience that sucks when the other corner's <laughs> doing that. And you have a choke real deep, and the other guy's yelling, Don't fucking tap! Short time! You're like, you bastard. There's also nothing more demoralizing than tapping and then hearing the bell. I would have been okay with that guy did that. <laughs> no, but as yeah. the winner, yeah. as, the guy getting, as the person getting choked... There's nothing more demoralizing than when you're like, I can't hold out any longer. I just can't make it. And you tap, and then you hear beep, mm. and you're like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we cut to Tess, who's folding laundry. She's very anxious like anybody would be. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to the fight. This is a more competitive round, and Brennan scores a takedown. You got to scramble and grabs a Kimura. He, he hooks it in pretty good. Moves his hips, taps out at night. Surprise win, the fucking place goes crazy. Brandon wins. Brian Callen has to eat his words. He should eat the fish. <laughs> and he really sells it well. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this. There's no way this could ever happen. It's like, all right, now you're going too far. But now I think it's a fluke. It's yeah. not going to happen yeah. again. Yeah. No way, no way. Yeah, dick. Mm-hmm. All right, so. He was Tess- going to talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tess gets a call and, she's, and it says, I won. She gets very excited, kisses the phone. She gets a text message. She doesn't even get a I call. She just gets a text message. It was that it was a text message. Yeah, I don't know why he couldn't call. I know he had the to get ready for over. another fight. Yeah, well, he's got another fight coming up. Yes, but still, but, hi, I'm but okay. But trainer <laughs> dude could have called. Yeah, yeah, something. It's probably just easier. When her phone went off, I was like, oh, somebody's calling her about this. And then it was a text message. I was like. <laughs> Which actually makes more sense now that it would be a text yeah. message because no one calls. But back right. in 2005. <laughs> yeah. And our next po- our next fight is Koba versus Jobber number one. Aww. And Koba wins by powerbomb. I've never seen an MMA fight. <laughs> I mean, I've seen guys win with like a slam from yeah. powerbomb. Like you'd be in a triangle, they lift you up. Uh, Rampage Jackson's very famous for doing that. But like he did a legit like between his legs and hook powerbomb them. It was like, okay. And for some reason, Brendan is fighting again instead of Tommy. This should have been Tommy fighting and then Brendan, because that's how tournaments work, because you get more rest. But anyway, you know, <laughs> fuck reality, right? Yes. Brendan's back out, and he's yeah. fighting Nate the Great Markwart. Also a very famous MMA fighter. Carly, if you say give so. me that looks like. <laughs> sure. Um, and guess what? He's losing again. He gets beat up the entire match until he rips an armbar at the end and wins. Pretty uneventful. They didn't do a whole lot of screen time for this one, but it was whatever. Tommy's back, and he fights jobber number two. <laughs> As he steamrolls this guy, and just, again, no offense given by the other guy. Tommy comes in, just whoops that his fight ass is over him. like 30 seconds or less. Yeah. <laughs> Which happens. Yeah. Uh, Tony goes, that's how you want to be in the tournament. He's not even tired. He didn't break his Yeah, if you can just beat him in 30 <laughs> seconds, you're at the fight. Punched him once, guy passed out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really did enjoy the contrast of the fierce Satami and the technical ability of Brendan. 
Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Brennan's only winning because he's being very technical and he's being safe. And but Tommy's going in there like the damn you know Tasmanian devil. Yeah. <laughs> Spins around, bam, hits him, and you're done. What? Nothing. These words are hard. <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. Dramatic pause. <laughs> All right, so we got the Tommy. Because uh, day one's over. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's down and he's playing the slots. He's got, <laughs> he's got a toothpick in his mouth for some reason. And now he's playing the slots. I guess why not? You're in Atlantic City. You have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. He's not going out partying. That'd be bad. And he can't sleep. Patty comes down to greet him. But Tommy wants none of it. Because Tommy, you know, he just doesn't want to be involved. He tells Tommy that he's really proud of him. Mm-hmm. About the what's went on with the Marine stuff. We learned, were you real proud of me when I deserted my unit? Uh-oh. There's a little black cloud over Tommy's war hero efforts. It says I'm way, way out of country when I came across the tank. What was I going to do? Just leave him? Uh, deserter. He's a deserter, which is why he used his mother's name. Let me figure all that out. The only thing they have in common, um, Tommy tells him, the only thing I have in, in common with Brendan motherfucker words are hard with um. Brendan yeah him too <laughs> is that neither one of them have a use for him for your patty mm. which is a really hard thing to say to a, a father I mean he was a, must have been a real piece of shit but and he says he's trying more than once he says uh, I think I liked you better when you were a drunk yeah at least you were uh, you were tough or something like that this scene makes me so angry why because they they put it in here because the character of Tommy is obviously should have been the focus of this movie. But they have to make him the bad guy because they have to make Brendan the hero. He's not the bad guy. And we're supposed... But he's a deserter. And his reason... We find out later his reasons for desertion, which maybe make it better, but this is... He has... He should be the hero. We... No one fucking cares about the underdog. I don't know why movies are always trying to push on me that the underdog is the greatest. Brendan is selfish. Okay. And Tommy, right. it's fine that Tommy is somebody who was in the military, who had his unit died, who's got PTSD, who's having a hard time. I know these He's people. To the end again. No, but I know these people. They don't need to tarnish him by making him a deserter. He can still be a, somebody who acts like a dirtbag and not be a fucking criminal. Okay. It doesn't... Like, they don't need to make, go that far. But... Brendan's got to be the good guy, so then they have to crap all over Tommy. But they didn't need to do that for this. They ruined this character. But look at the emotion she's feeling. <laughs> See that? That's what did. This is what Superman didn't do. If Superman had this much emotion, would have made a billion dollars. This movie didn't make a big a million dollars. That's because no one knew that it came out. <laughs> like I didn't know this movie existed until it was out for like three years. It was like when did this come out? They did a real shit job of promotion. It, you know what happened? Tom Hardy got famous. Yeah, they and did. then people found out. Hey, he was in a bunch of movies. What are they like? Oh my God, this is great. <laughs> or was it? You'll have to wait till the end. <laughs> That's true. I think he, he did do this before Batman. So yeah, he got real famous. You're onto something there. But I also didn't like this um scene. Well, it's, it didn't, not that I didn't like it. It was, it was it's a very uncomfortable scene. And his dad because was... he, he he insults his dad. He insults his dad. He insults his dad. He's like, you're out here with your cup. You want a cup? Here's your cup. And he takes some change and he throws it at him. Because mm-hmm. his like, dad was in here. the military too, and yeah. he's like, I will. Let's talk about this. You think I won't understand what you've been through? I, what happened over there? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's but like, he doesn't. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. 
So then and he's like, you're always looking for an opportunity to connect with me yeah. at like a little beggar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving it. And as he walks away, Tommy does his best not to look back at his father because, you know, you can see like in his face, he's still angry, but he knows he, you know, maybe he, he knows he went too far. And he's been spending Tommy's a lot of a good guy. He's softening. Well, he's been spending a lot of time with his dad, and mm-hmm. he's seen that his dad is changing, and his dad is trying, and Tommy's not And they would have a cold-hearted... They don't show it because we don't have time, but they would have moments together with mm-hmm. the training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just don't have time, and, and like, it doesn't help the story. Yeah, so. there's... In the but there would be little... Touches, there's not much There would be little moments of father-son yeah. bonding when you train. It like, just, he'll be in the background, but... Yeah. yeah, it would just have to happen. So we cut to Patty, who's drunk in the room now. Tommy comes out of his room to find his father drunk, just yelling about mm-hmm. Moby Dick. Damn. Mm-hmm. Tommy looks like, like, you see the look on his face change as the gravity of the moment finally hits him and he realizes that this is his fault. Yeah. His father was sober a thousand plus days. Yeah. And he then broke he kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And this is the result of that. And he sees that his father's just a mess, rambling, Ahab, stop the boat, you son of a bitch. <laughs> And he finally reaches out for his father and embraces him. Mm. Patty cries. Tommy takes care of him. Takes him into his room. Takes his headphones off. Gets rid of the alcohol. Sits on the bed and holds his father for the first time. <laughs> that he's been pushing away this entire movie about what a horrible person he is. As Tommy realizes that this is his fault and he needs to do something. Yeah. And after that, bombshell of a, of a, you know, touches you deep down. From mm. the, on the bottom, you know. Because Tommy's yeah. a good person. Yes, he is. Who actually loves his dad, which is why he's been pushing him away this whole oh, time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we it was a very touching I think scene. Elaine's going to need a good 30 minutes for her, <laughs> her, her closing dissertation. <laughs> there may be a part two on this podcast. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the semifinals, and Tommy's up first. And there's like a whole section of Marines now. Yeah. Like a lot of them di- all of a sudden got tickets and all sat together yeah, and all got was, dressed. It's like, oh, you killed it. And for his entrance music, they... They all stand up and sing the... Um, I don't know if that's the Marine Corps hymn or not, but... Yeah. I think it is. It is the Marine Corps hymn. How do you know? You were Because I know things. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know what the... Me- what? How many Marines do you know? Um... I oh, think God. I can think of at least five off the top of my head. Yeah, and they all talk to you about the Marine Corps hymn, I'm sure. No, but I know what the Marine Corps hymn is. Okay. We we lived on a military base, and it was only on the fucking TV every five minutes. Did you accidentally pause the recording? No, I didn't. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> it would really be weird if that cut it, it in the middle accident. of a sentence. <laughs> wasn't on accident. All right, anyway. So, and what's, so after they sang the, the Marine Corps theme song... Mm-hmm. Tommy, for the first time, acknowledges him. Gives him a little nod. Yeah. And, the, and Brian Callen, being the, the expert... The crack, <laughs> crack commentator. You know, just he's like, hey, look, he acknowledged somebody for the first time. In other news, water <laughs> wet. But his opponent for this fight is, is Mad, Mad Dog. Mad Dog Grimes, who's, been talk, who's also been winning and has been looking for this ever since he was once embarrassed knocked on out. YouTube. Embarrassed on... What? Was it YouTube yet? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was Internet. Yeah, it, was. it had to be YouTube. The weirdest thing is, like, they keep... When Tommy fights, they show flashes of the guys from his gym where he's been training, and they're cheering so much for him. But Mad Dog Grimes has been training at the gym for so much longer. So is this just the douchiest douchebag ever that they all hate him? I I think so. And they're getting behind the, like. <laughs> um. Did you see what he was doing to his sparring partners? Yeah. yeah they don't still, like him. That. But still. Oh. All right. So Tommy's not a Tommy's not a very friendly dude. 
It's weird that they're all so behind him. What's funny is during the face-off here, Tommy doesn't look at Mad Dog. Like, no. He doesn't look him in the eyes. He looks away, which is usually a sign you know, of weakness or something like that. <laughs> but not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> because the fight starts and Tommy fucking spears him like he's goddamn Goldberg <laughs> and gets on top and just pummels the b- fucking bejesus yeah, out of him. You're like... Yeah. I expected there to be a fight. Nope. And no. There Tommy wasn't. Just, there was a beat down. He just beats the shit out of him. The ref pulls him off and he's like, <laughs> like Bane was like, I ain't fucking with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the see- This is how we got Bane right here. Um, actually, I think he was, yeah, it could be. I don't It's know. right around this. So. I don't know. All right. No, well, like, I don't know if he can be Bane. Did you see his shoulders? You know what? Sign him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy. Yeah. All right. So. Michael Bay was like, I want him for my Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> <laughs> All we gotta do is paint him green. Paint his back brown. And that's how he became Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Turtle power. And we see an event has been organized by the students. They got like, looks like a drive-in theater or that's something like that. Like, yeah. And they have t-shirts made and the principal just happens to show up and all the students are like, hey! Well, we've cut to the principal watching throughout the tournament. Right, yeah. he's been... He's, he's into it. I also yeah. really that love one of those that guy that as to get a character cut out. actor. Yeah. Uh-huh. That guy's a great character actor too. The dad from Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Wick Witty guy, yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember him from most recently. All right, so we cut to Brennan. Brennan's in the cage, and he says, hey, there's a visitor here for you. And his wife is in the like third or fourth row, and all of a sudden she's okay with him fighting. Yeah. Not only is she okay with him fighting, she's excited about it. And this is not the fight for her no. to be excited about. <laughs> who is he fighting? He's fighting fucking Koba. And I was like, I really thought Tommy was going to be the one that fought him. <laughs> I really want to see that fight. I yeah. really want to see that fight. Because as Koba walks there, my first thought was, this is what happens when Superman landed in Russia. <laughs> Red Sun. Yep. So, Brian does the same overselling about how Brandon has no chance. And I got to say, I really think he should get some new shtick. Mm-hmm. As an announcer, you don't want to say the same thing over and over and over again. But anyway. <laughs> so, let's talk about this fight for a while. Round one starts. Round one consists can all of Brennan getting the shit kicked out of him to the point where I think they probably would have stopped this fight when he did like that suplex thing and he spun around 15 times and yeah. hit the cage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They probably would have stopped it there. But again, he barely makes it out of the round, which is something they've done in his first two fights. Why not do it a third time? Mm-hmm. And we start round two. More of the same. Um, he's just getting the Pumbled. shit beat out of him. And this is two 10-8, maybe two 10-7 rounds for Koba. At this point, Frank tells him, gets him in the corner and says, Look, if you don't knock him out, you don't win. If you don't knock him out, you don't have a home. <sighs> that's deep shit, right? That's, 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 that's deep cuts. And I was like, wow. My wife is watching. She's probably not happy. because. <laughs> and if I don't win, we lose our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. We don't have a home more, to go to. It's a good pep talk. And more importantly, she's right. <laughs> it's a can't good have my talk. wife be right. Like, get, get this motherfucker. Uh-huh. Again, Frank is a good coach. Great coach. Great Frank, coach. Frank is a good coach. All right. And Koba is back at it and beating the bejesus off of Brandon. But there's signs of life in Brandon this time. Koba has a guillotine but gets slammed. That's he didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> scramble, scramble, scramble back and forth. Brandon grabs a knee bar, and at the shock and amazement of the entire world, we hear he taps. Koba taps. Oh my God, Koba taps. Well, Frank is yelling, "Break it! Yeah. Yeah, Break yeah. it!" Because it doesn't Break look like it. he's gonna tap. Yeah, like God That's damn. That's really what he would have to do at that and point. Yeah. If he's not gonna tap, you're gonna have to yeah. have to break his leg. And they yeah. make a point. The whole thing about this is so. 
exceptional because Koba is a Sambo guy and all they do is leg locks. Yeah. So he gets taken down. Break it or you got to start all over By Nibar <laughs> on the Sambo guy, which Carly didn't get the nuance of that, but it's extra But nuanced. all you need to know is that you got the, the gist of it, right? Yeah. We cut to CNN, who has a story on Tommy. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Tommy's unit was wiped out all except for him. And he's pledged his winnings to one of the to Manny's wife. Which, if your entire unit gets wiped out, why wouldn't you donate that $5 million to all of the, vic- the surviving yeah. victims? I would definitely Manny, I don't know what he cared about them. Manny was his brother. Maybe Manny's the only one that had a family, had a wife, had kids. An entire unit? Maybe. Uh, I'm going to go with a big fat negative there. Maybe a bunch of those guys got divorced well, while they were over in Iraq. Got those Dear John videos. <laughs> I don't know. All I know yeah, is I would definitely that donate that four million. They also say all my three million dollars. Exactly. They also say after the tax. military police are coming to arrest him mm-hmm. because yeah. he's after a, the and I had, fucking and I had criminal. A little bit of a but what's funny? Blood sport flashback. Yeah, I was like, we're gonna arrest you afterwards. No, let him fight one more round. I was like, wait a minute. But what's funny is they have Marines posted outside of his locker room. Like it's like. They would just take him into custody. They don't. Which would be great for Brandon. You win. They don't care. This. Again, I really hate that they had to go with this angle. It's completely unnecessary. Right. It is something that doesn't we were... add to the, it doesn't add to the movie, not even a little bit. And they don't show him getting arrested. I know that like, was like in the final scene. No! Stop jumping to the end of the no. movie. We both were upset when they showed the video and I'm gonna we do said, that all of her movies from now uh, on. And she's you know, after pissed. I deserted my unit, and we were like, no, no, don't be AWOL. Don't, yeah. don't. Like, it explained why he wanted to be so under the radar, but but we didn't need it. Yeah. Well, I said in the beginning, I was like, I hope he's not fucking AWOL. And then they did it. I was like, come on, man. What's they the didn't need to be that. No, I would no that's just that. cliche. I'm with you. They didn't need to do it. All right. So Tess asks Brandon what he's going to do. They're in the back, and he says he's going to fight him. Cut to Patty, who's in a taxi. Looks like he's leaving. He just, you know. I think he finally I thought he just woke, woke up, up from his, his drunken stupor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the exact Maybe. same sentence word for word. Yeah. He, Tommy put him to bed. He slept his drunk off. And now and he's now like, shit, trying to get hurry to the, to the event. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I thought. Great so Brandon walks. Tommy broods. In the cage, Brandon wants to know... Hey, where's Pop? Tommy ain't got no time for that. He completely ignores him. He might have... Somebody was barbecuing. Ain't nobody got time for that. He's looking for conversation. He's looking for a fight. The fight begins. And much like all of Tommy's previous fights, he's ferocious. And much like all of Brandon's previous fights, he gets the shit beat out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. The entire first round, Brandon gets the fuck beat out of him by his little brother. That's just bad. Mm. Second round starts. Hey, guess what happened? Brandon's getting beat up again. This guy (laughs) has zero offense until he wins a fight. <laughs> Round three, Tommy dominates. Brandon almost hits an omoplata. No, he starts to dominate, and again, until Brandon hits an omoplata. Grabsman says, just tap, Tommy. Tommy refuses to tap. Brandon's like, come on, tap, tap. I got you. Nope. Breaks his shoulder. <clears throat> after, yeah. After two rounds, like, there's definitely oh, a pop. Shit. After three rounds of getting the bejesus knocking him. So right now, it's, it's, it's three love old Tommy here, okay? <laughs> on the edge of my seat at this point. Are you? <laughs> I was. See? <laughs> the drama of this. No one so, really thought Superman was So when it popped, I was like, <gasps> She really, she really did. She jumped out of her chair. <laughs> no, All right. Well. So Brandon breaks his shoulder and they come up and there's some post-round shenanigans. Because, you know, Tommy can't have that shit. Not Tommy well. goes for his throat. And the rules mm-hmm. of Sparta are very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is where Tommy gets disqualified. Oh, wait. No, they just move right along. Probably <laughs> Shang Tsung's referee in this one. <laughs> so Brandon tries to tell the ref that, 
you know, like, hey, you know, he tells Frank, I heard it pop. And he's like, Josh, Josh. And Frank's like, shut the fuck up about Josh. <laughs> you, need to, you need to win the fight. You're not ending this fight. If mm-hmm. somebody ends it, it's going to be him. You try, the fight begins, and you can see Tommy can't really lift yes. that arm anymore. And Brandon tries to reason. He's like, what are you doing, Tommy? You're hurt. <laughs> and Tommy's like, shut up. Come on. And he's really trying to fight him with one mm-hmm. arm. Round four. A hurt, <laughs> vulnerable um, Tommy's finally there for the first time. He sees some pain in his face. Things aren't going his way. What happens when Tommy goes in deep water? Well, evidently, he gets his shoulder broken. Patty arrives. Brandon's in control of the fight for the, for the first time in the movie. He's, this is what's called offense. He's learning something new. <laughs> Usually he just gets, lets the other guy beat on him until they get tired. He's seen and too many boxing the, movies. Now. No, he's seen too many Floyd Mayweather boxing matches. Because no. that's what he does. He lets them beat on him until well, they get Rocky tired does. and then fucking fucks their shit up. And then theme starts playing and, oh shit. <laughs> the round ends. Tommy uh, is hurt. Patty looks somber and the music hits because you're supposed to be somber. <laughs> Brandon doesn't want to hurt his brother anymore, but he needs to save his family. And all of these emotions are weighing on his face, and you can, and you can see all three Conklin <clears throat> men are trying to fight off the tears of the levity of the situation. Except for Elaine, who was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy can't give up. He can't. He knows this is the only... He's about to go back. He's about to go to jail. Yeah. He's going to be in Leavenworth. Yeah. But his buddy's widow, and yeah. he, he promised his buddy to take care of her. That was his brother. PTSD. That's the only family he really had because his real family was a piece of shit. <laughs> so, the round starts. Tommy throws jabs. Daryl kind of just, you know, I mean, like a, a wounded animal. <laughs> it's how I best describe this is that Tommy is that wounded animal who refuses to give up and is going to go fight till his last breath. But it's not good enough. It's all he's got, man. It's not good enough. As <laughs> Brennan sees this, kicks him in the head, drops him, and grabs a rear naked choke. Says, I'm sorry, Tommy. I'm sorry. It's okay. I love you, Tommy. And as soon as he hears his brother say he loves him, oh, I'm getting fighting back to vapors over here. <laughs> he taps. The fight is over. Which I wouldn't think he would. I think he'd have to choke him out. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, unconscious. Yeah, yeah he would have to go out. That's how he But is. maybe, you know, like, if you could see his heart, it grew three sizes mm. on this day. And He's the fight was crying. over. They're all crying. And, and now everybody is crying. Plus two. <laughs> Everybody's fucking crying. Everybody's crying. And what, what I really like about this here is everybody's trying to get to Tommy, and Brendan is like hovering over his brother, pushing people away. Get yeah. away from him. Get away from him. Tell because my baby now it's, brother, because now I it's just the Conklin boys against the world. They're yeah. done fighting each other. All right. So, Patty's watching this, and he's got, um, he smiles. His sons have reconciled. Even if he has not reconciled yeah. with his sons, his sons have reconciled. Mm-hmm. And to him, that's enough. And they walk away with Brendan embracing Tommy. Tommy can't uh, reciprocate because he, well, <laughs> his arm doesn't work and it's his brother's fault. So they kind of let that go. They walk right past the military police and into the back. Movie's over. Movie's over. And we see this is a memory of um, Charles Mask Lewis. For those of you who don't know, um, the yeah. guy with the big afro that I'm sure you loved and the guy next to him with the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the one with the big afro is Skyscrape. Okay. The other one's name is Punk Ass. Right. And there was a third one whose name was Mask. That was Charles Lewis. They were the Tap Out crew. You ever okay. see the Tap Out stuff? Uh-huh. Those three guys started that clothing line. Uh-huh. They were very big. They were centric millionaires. And they were very big into MMA. And they, because of them, they really helped the sport what happened do to, something. What's his name? Charles Mask Lewis was in like his Lamborghini Ferrari or something like mm-hmm. that. Got into a car accident and died. Damn. <laughs> And this was right when MMA was just breaking yeah. through, and they were. It so was a real big. Then. It was a real big deal. Yeah, 
This is before Tap Out got bought out by another company, and then I think another company bought it, and then they sold out to WWF. But yeah, Tap Out stuff used to be like if you had Tap Out gear, you were a legitimate MMA fan. Yeah, and then and now it's just you shop at Walmart. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now yeah, they didn't have any Affliction T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. But all right, so and the movie's over. Whew. You know what? Let's just get out of the way, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me pull up the photo that has my favorite line in it. I'm glad you waited till okay. now to work that shit out. No, mm-hmm. I have it right here. I just I'm opening my phone. So my favorite scene is the confrontation on the beach. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I think it's great. It's a good, powerful scene. Uh, my favorite character is Tommy. Tommy should have. This should have no been no surprise at all. <laughs> this movie should have been Tommy's movie. He's the best character in the movie. I would have liked it the character just as much if it wasn't Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like my least favorite character is Brendan because <laughs> I think he's a piece of shit as a person. I don't like this dude. I don't like this dude that he likes fighting more than he likes his family. Mm-hmm. I don't like that this guy was not too proud to mortgage his house to for the hilt to save his daughter, but can't let go of this house to save his home life. <laughs> like his wife just wants to be a family and he's not willing to walk away from these material she really feels things. Like she has to justify this. No, it just really bothers me. Uh, you've been you've been shitting on the, also, whole, the whole podcast, and we all know you don't like him. I also some call him a male sit, Shannon Sassamon. I just feel like the underdog family man character is just. I'm so over that. I'm more interested in the you know in this military guy who went through all this terrible stuff than I am in this guy that has a good life and a good job and it's just not enough. She hates this guy so much. Spoilers for next week. Least favorite character in Tony's movie. She's picking him. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite line is, you were in the corpse? What? I said I didn't know you were in the core. I wasn't in the core. Then you ain't no brother to me. My brother was in the core. It's my favorite line. And my favorite tertiary object is the book on tape. <laughs> Moby Dick? Moby Dick. Okay. Book on tape. Now, speaking of that, Tony and I were talking about, uh, like, Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. They draw parallels and we from the beginning we were like i wonder why they picked that book and we kind of thought that tommy was like the con character like the ahab character was gonna go for it no matter what mm-hmm. i like i don't think that you would but think I, that'd be a parallel but i yeah. never got that I, I, I didn't think i didn't think that actually you did well no but uh, it i was just like i don't like, really see a parallel like why is all, this but. book why did they pick this book? Yeah. Like, it could have been any book. Yeah. There has to be a reason they picked Moby Dick. I, maybe they just, I, maybe there is, but I didn't get that at all. All right, well, Elaine, um, yay, nay, nay, It's bae. no love in the time of cholera, but it's still a really good book. That's a I'm, great book. All right, look, this movie really bothers me, and it makes me really angry, but it's obviously a fantastic movie, and everyone should go watch it. I Wow, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't either. It's a really good movie. All right, Carly, you're up. It makes me mad up. that the guy I want, I wanted to be the focus of the movie, isn't, and it makes me mad that Brendan win. But it's still a really good movie. Like yeah. I have feels yeah, we for know. this movie. It can't be bad. Yeah, she's passionate about it. I, I know. Like if she was gonna say, I was like, yeah, but you didn't act like you didn't give a shit. Oh. But Carly, you're up. All right, my favorite character is also Tommy. My least favorite character is Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Mad Dog Grimes? No. Okay. No. <laughs> 
It just seemed weird. Like, he just had that vendetta because of that one thing, and he well, was talking uh, shit the whole time. I'm well, if someone knocks back, you out, and you're, you're supposed yeah. to be one of the best students on the planet, some guy comes out of nowhere and knocks you out, you're pretty pissed off about gym. it. In your own yeah. gym? Yeah. On YouTube? Just, <laughs> Maybe we need a story up. for him. He annoyed him. me. He annoyed me. My favorite line was when Patty went to visit Brendan, and he said that he had a thousand days. And Brendan's like, well, that's great. It doesn't change anything. He's like, it, maybe it's a special day to you, but that doesn't mean shit to me. That is. Some... I don't remember exactly what he said, yeah. but he's like, oh, just because today's special for you doesn't, doesn't mean it means anything me, yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, you see Nick, the detachment. <laughs> that character of Patty as the terrible drunk who's reformed and trying to get his shit back together is so well written. Oh, yeah. And it's so well played. That's why he won this, those awards. But this guy, the director, writer guy, he mm. must have had somebody in his family that, that had, like, that has to be personal experience because it's so well done. Mm-hmm. And Tony yeah. was like, there's good dialogue in this. <laughs> yeah, there is. So much and I think it was like that, that scene when you said it. <laughs> My favorite scene is when Patty gets drunk and is so crazy emotional about Moby Dick. <laughs> like it just came out of Stop nowhere, the boat. and he, and he's Stop. like crying and yelling, and uh... I, I don't know how long it takes him to get through a book on tape, but damn, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a long book. <laughs> uh, favorite my, tertiary object. My favorite tertiary object. Now you know I don't know anything about fighting, right? But that dude on the sidelines at every fight with those paddles. What is the paddles? <laughs> it's, it's okay, so that guy's the, the timekeeper. She wasn't asking you. <laughs> it's my turn. Goodness, I don't care. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just like that. Go ahead, on. Elaine, the floor is yours. So was it like the round's almost over? Yeah. Because the, the horn was the warning. end of the... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the warning. But he's just on the side playing with battles. <laughs> he's the timekeeper. Cody likes music it's time. It's the warning. Now, the fighters don't generally hear that warning, yeah, but the coaches... Like, they might not always, but the coaches hear the that, the ref fight. hears that. And I know it's, we it's, didn't... It's your cue to start going hard. We didn't yeah. ask for it, but my favorite tertiary character was the principal. <laughs> oh, Elaine, your favorite tertiary I really character? Like the principal. My favorite tertiary character is. She didn't think about it. We'll come back to you. I'll come back. Uh, Tony. Right, but, well, you didn't. I didn't give you my. Oh, final. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just changed. <laughs> Go ahead, Carly. I will say, I really didn't expect an MMA movie to make me cry, but I was, I was into it. <laughs> She's there. I was into it. I wish we hadn't had commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to yay it. It was a good movie. I had a feeling you were going to like it because it was less MMA, more family drama. Oh, And you like a good drama. That's why you're the drama person. Uh-huh. <laughs> like after this, was, I was waiting for the, how can you pick this as a movie? This was a drama. It's not an action adventure. I mean, <laughs> it's, fighting, it's it more counts. of a drama <laughs> than an action yeah. adventure. But... It's, like, it's like the first Rocky where it's more of a drama than a, a sport movie. And then yeah. they get away from that. But yeah. All right. Tony, now you're up. Uh, favorite character was Tommy. Three, three for Tommy. Least favorite character, his brother. <laughs> Two for uh, my favorite line. I don't have a specific line, but I like Carly ruined. I mean, said. Uh, I was very impressed by all the dialogue in this movie because as soon as I started watching this movie, I was waiting for the same old six or seven lines that every fighting movie has, and I was like, oh god, this is gonna be tough. They managed to reword it and and fix like every piece of dialogue in this movie so that it's not only original and fresh. It was impressive. I was like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> um, my favorite scene was the two brothers on the beach. Um, what did we have to do? My favorite <laughs> tertiary object. object was uh, 
Tommy's block, black mouth guard. I hadn't really, I don't know why. I just hadn't seen a black mouth guard before. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're usually sure. white and clear, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. That was neat. Mine has purple flowers on it. Does it really? <laughs> yep. She wanted one that said, like, bitch on or something. I wanted yeah. one that said, bitch, please, with, a bo- with like, one of those pinups on it, but he didn't feel it was appropriate, so I got oh. purple daisies. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? That's it, right? That's it. Yay, mm-hmm. nay, may bae. Okay. Or favorite tertiary character? Yeah, I was like, if you've uh, got one. I don't know. We can um, come back to you after Elaine gives hers, because yeah. you'll have five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I have mine now, if you want. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Koba. Koba. Right old Kurt oh, Angle. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good pick. Yeah, I can't. I'll go with Koba. I can't. Koba's yeah, a good one. It's great. Can't be, gotta... I can't be with that. But, uh, yeah, I'll yay this movie. Um, like I said, right. I was highly <laughs> I impressed with it. I pulled it out. <laughs> highly impressed with this film. I and, didn't think Elaine was going to. It's so good, though. The scene where he hugs his dad and holds him down, like, I cried like a baby. So He did. Dude, I mean, you get I'm, the the king of, I'm the king of daddy issues, so that was not a good scene. I cried at the end, but, but Tony cried during that yeah, scene. I, was, I cried at both. <laughs> I, was, I was devastated. I almost had to leave. First time I saw it, you know, I, I got the feels, yeah. but I'd seen it so many times now. But I unfortunately identify with Tommy in a lot of ways. So <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this is bad. Obviously, no Marine stuff. But <laughs> You never ripped a door for Tank? Nah, not usually. I think you could. Yeah. There's still time. He's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right so my favorite character tommy yeah tommy gets the round uh, everybody gets him um all the reasons you guys said uh my least favorite character is brian callen because he's a shitty announcer and oh yeah <laughs> he drives that me was crazy probably the whole time. my least favorite just, thing ugh. about the movie was the announcer it was almost like a caricature but yeah. it wasn't it was yeah. supposed to be like joe rogan but yeah he was really bad at his job and you know i don't really blame brian callen for it but he no, was playing brian right? callen so fuck yeah. brian callen then because he's actually a pretty funny guy. He's billed yeah. as himself. Yeah. So, yeah, he's oh, playing himself. He? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my fun. favorite scene is the the final fight scene where, you know, Tommy wins. It's okay. I love you. And he taps and they have a moment and the father smiles and then walks away because he knows he, he's tried to reconcile yeah. with both sons and that can't happen. But he finds true. peace in that his sons have reconciled. Yeah. <laughs> that is just that that pulls on the old heartstrings. <laughs> I don't know. Tommy might reconcile with his dad. He caused his dad to fall off the wagon. And they had a kind of a tender moment there. Well, we'll look forward for that in Warrior well, Two. We'll see when <laughs> we'll see when he gets out of jail. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, his unit was taken out by friendly fire. We didn't mention that, but yeah. that's something that happens. Yeah. So he might I, I not do, end up in yeah. jail. I do think yeah. Tommy will get off. You know, your entire crew too. was killed by he's, friendly fire. He's getting the dishonorable he discharge. No, either way, Manny's kids are starving. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Other than, he'll get the other than honorable, not the you know. There may be another Spartan after they, his shoulder heals. And he's fighting. Like, trust me, they're calling him to come fight again. Yeah. He yeah. mowed through everybody yeah. but one guy. <laughs> like, they're gonna do the Tommy versus Koba. That go shit's gonna sell. He's gonna go to the yeah. Finn, Finn Balor yeah. school of shoulder healing. Yeah. But then he'll be back. All right. My favorite quote is after um, uh, Tommy gets a shoulder broken and they start fighting at it. Um, even though he's my least favorite character, he had my favorite line. It says, "Mom, time time to lock up your trunk. The boys are at it again." My favorite tertiary object. Is the T-shirts that the kids have made that says Mr. C equals the skulls squared. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool shit. Um, the I, kids were good. Yeah. yeah. Their signs, no mm-hmm. mercy, it was MRC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite tertiary character is going to be Frank Grillo. Who's 
Um, I don't he was good. I don't know if he's a tertiary character, but he's going to be more. Mine. He's made more supporting. He's more supporting than yes. tertiary. I mean, I, but I, I support your pick. Yeah. Yeah. He was I'm a good with, character. With I don't care for him, but I liked him a lot in this movie. Yeah, he's great. In this I mean, movie. I don't care for him in a few movies I've seen him. <laughs> well, you should awesome watch him in the show The Kingdom because it's fantastic. You yeah. should watch the film. Um, like I don't. There's a couple of times John will watch shows that I just don't care about, and sometimes he'll start watching shit, and I am. It's only down. three seasons. They did three seasons, and they're done. What is it on? It was Directv. Oh, okay. So. We'll look for it. Yeah. And I will yay this movie because it's in a sea of MMA movies where they're always barbarians or buffoons. Yeah. They portray them as real people with real problems. Sometimes a little bit too much. Sometimes they did a little bit too much in this. Like the Tommy being a deserter thing. What do you think about that, Eileen? What? Like, we know you have the feels on it. It really upset me Uh because it was too much. They didn't need it. They didn't need to tarnish (laughs) it. I'm gonna just Carly talk. I'm just gonna start doing that randomly now. Okay, please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast and on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. Uh, email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review, listen to all of our episodes. Oh, especially Holly Davis and the Marble Man. Oh, although, get it into the end. Tony mentioned Kickboxer. That was a good movie. Kickboxer too. was a great yeah. movie. That is a great movie. Yeah. We, should, we should watch that again. And then. Uh, Not for the podcast, just in general. You just want to yeah. pull it out of your back pocket? to our episode next week. On the podcast, Tony's pick. I'll tell you right after Elaine tells us, what did you think about the music? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have some more thoughts, and I'm going to ask you guys a question when the music plays. Okay. No, um, I'm going to do uh, Session 9. Session 9. Whatever that is. Yeah. No vampires, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. Maybe well, next time. That's something. But we'll see. We'll, we'll get to that. I guess. Are you so, having trouble keying up your music? I am having a hard time keying <laughs> up my music. Session 9 is about a haunted... Thank Mental you for, for ruining oh, the movie. That magic. sounds creepy. Fun. It's very creepy. The next episode Great. drops on my birthday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wait, no, this be, wait, but no. Tony's for, making me watch it. For your birthday, didn't she do a movie? Yeah, yeah but we're doing but it after this. We're going to start with, kick off Carly's birthday month with her pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> she gets a whole birthday month. I do. I'm kind of excited about that. Oh, you're playing Ode to Joy? Yeah. It's no fitting. Game. So here's my question. Uh-oh. So, Brendan wins $5 million, which uh-huh. is way more than he needs to pay off his house. Uh-huh. But he has to pay taxes. And the deal with... And yes, so maybe he gets and three million. And yeah. Frank gets 5%. Yeah. But, regardless... Only 10%, rather. Regardless. And I'm sure his deal with his wife is if he wins this, he's got to retire for all time. Oh, yeah. Nope. Nope. For all time. Nope. Do you think he gave any of that money to his brother, Tommy? I wonder if they No, have I a... think he would have gave the money some of the money to Manny's wife. Well that's what I mean. Yeah. By Tommy I mean Manny's I think, widow. I think he, he would have. Does he become an announcer? No. Afterwards. I think he still fights because guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna come back and say, We need you to fight again. You're yeah, you're a great story. You're a great story. And you're his gonna wife fight is until gonna you fucking say, lose. That's not the agreement and take the kids and dip out. Yeah, Nash yeah, Nash and I want the five million dollars too. But so you think he's gonna fight? Yes, absolutely. So you agree that he is a selfish man who loves <laughs> fighting more than his family? No. Thank I you do. for agreeing with me. No. I think he <laughs> does. I think some he's gonna to have Manny's a business widow. opportunity you for his family. Because let me explain something selfish. to you. That five million dollars, first of all, it ain't five million dollars. They're gonna go through that like this. 
So he's gonna need some money, and because he ain't got no other honey coming money. So you're telling me or money that coming, he honey. can't live off his teacher salary once his he's house not and a teacher cars anymore. are paid. <laughs> he was a temporary suspension, and there's no precedent for that. He was obviously only gonna be temporary. Suddenly, I don't feel the joy work. in this ode. <laughs> no, I think he is gonna get his job back as a teacher. I didn't ever have any question of that. He's going to be right? a teacher. But I do think he also, I, I can see him potentially fighting again in the future. I also can see him giving money, trying to help Tommy, like with lawyers or something. Oh, yeah. And Tommy's not going to take it, and he's going to say give it to Manny. Manny. Manny's wife. Right? Yeah. I'm not so concerned about Brandon as I am Tommy. Mm -hmm. Tommy's going to be arrested he's not helping manny's family maybe he gets out of it because of ptsd maybe he gets out of it because of friendly he's fire. gonna have to find but a he's still job not, or something he's still not doing <laughs> anything maybe they'll call him back to the man because he did have a great showing yeah that guy's but fighting again. that guy's fighting again yeah, yeah but he's, he's got a deal. fucked up shoulder he's gonna, well he'll heal yeah but that doesn't he's still, <laughs> still young yeah but I don't that, know how that, old he is but still he's fighting again yeah yeah no no he is and if he's knocking out guys like he was that shoulder's not going to be yeah. an issue. There was a pop that doesn't necessarily mean something tore. It could have just been pulled out of the socket. Yeah, but that was... Yeah, I don't know. I think he probably... You, I mean, you it's know. hard to say with the movie only... sound effects. Yeah. No. They're going to make it sound like a, a car You know crash. what? These and other mysteries we'll never know because they can't <laughs> afford to get Tom Hardy to come back. No. <laughs> no. 